0: what is up you two welcome in to another edition of bucky and bk live on texas sports unfiltered and on the free texas sports unfiltered app today is wednesday today is wednesday right it is wednesday yes october 11th 20 and 23 and the buck and i are with you all the way until 10 o'clock this morning plenty to get into on today's show updated MVP odds in the National Football League. Where does Brock Purdy stand after his big-time performance against the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football? Plus, a conversation about Quinn Ewers. How confident are you in the Texas signal caller going into the second half of the season? Which college football coaches are on the hottest seats? And is Jimbo Fisher high on that list? And, of course, we'll open up talking some Major League Baseball as we are just one win away from getting a Texas-sized ALCS between the Rangers and the Astros. The Rangers took care of their business last night. The Astros have a chance to do the same against the Twins today, which would set up one of the most anticipated championship series in baseball history, of course, in the state of Texas, but for fans all over the world. Plenty to get into, plus old men selling drugs, that they should not be selling. I've got to ask the boy if he wants to get in on this. What's going
1: on, man? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? I am doing very well. I appreciate you asking. That, that. Is, that is good, my friend. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so much for what you do. We do appreciate it, and please be safe.
0: Yes, absolutely, and uh, we continue our prayers to the folks in Israel right now. Is uh, absolutely the tragedy continues over there. It is a mess right now overseas. So it is. Uh, getting,
1: it is getting worse as time goes on. Only, only to get better, and to possibly start again. So we pray that it never starts again once it's finished. Yeah, it, because it, it's an ongoing battle, and it's just been it's just been heartbreaking for the people around the world. Much much less for if you live in that region of the world. Yep.
0: Yep. Praying for peace over there. It is uh it is a scary time without question. So uh, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody affected right now. And uh, I got some family over there and a couple of my cousins got called to serve. And uh, for now, thankfully, everybody that I know is okay, but I know that's not the case for everybody right now. No, so.
1: I, 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 I struggle with, you know, you know we, have, so we have it very, very good here. You know, yeah. we, have, you know we, we fight. We fight amongst each other. But my goodness, I can't imagine being a kid trying to just be educated in a school and having bombs dropped, just sirens going off at all times and, you know, going to the store and doing the, the regular things that we get an opportunity to do. But at any given time, a siren will go off and you got to take cover. It's just it's unfathomable that, that that's what goes on in a lot of places around this world. Yeah, it's a good
0: word. Unfathomable. So we'll continue our prayers. And, um, you know, there's there are plenty of outlets to where you can find out more information about what's going on over there. We'll uh, we'll try to entertain. We'll keep you going with the sports. But of course, we uh, acknowledge that there's some serious travesty going on on the other side of the world right now. So feels like it's uh, worth a mention. All right, Buck. How about those Texas Rangers, man? Two years removed from a 100-loss season, a year removed from a 94-loss season, and they are now four wins away from a trip to the World Series. The Rangers complete the sweep of the best team in the American League, the Baltimore Orioles. They are on their way to the American League Championship Series for the first time since 2011. Of course, that was the last time the Rangers made it to the Fall Classic. The Texas Rangers, who limped – into the playoffs. I mean, limped.
1: Celebrated. How about the celebration?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, they celebrated, right, clinching that wild card spot on the second to last day of the season. They came out needing one more win to win the division on the last day of the season. They couldn't get it done. They lost. The Astros won, meaning the Astros won the American League West, and the Rangers fell to a wild card spot, and they had a pretty tough path. I mean, they had to play the two best teams record-wise, in the american league right it started in tampa bay yep. top wild card team a 99 win team during the regular year the rangers went into the least hostile environment in all the sports and took care of the rays and then against the orioles right the uh, only 100 plus win team in the al this year the rangers take the first two in baltimore and then come home and pick up right where they left off seven to one the final, this thing was over early. The Rangers put up six in the first two innings, or excuse me, they put up five in the first two innings. And Nathan Evaldi on the mound was uh, magnificent again, as he seemingly always is at this time of the year. And the little Texas Rangers are, once again, four wins away from a trip back to the World Series.
1: Really, it was good to see the bats, the way, the, the way, they, you know, the way they, they took their time, they took their walks, they put runners on the bases. And they scored. They didn't mess around. They, I mean, if you weren't giving them pitches to hit, they weren't going to be foolish. That group knows how to. That, that they take some really meaningful at bats, and they really did yesterday. They were, you know, they, they were aggressive at, at to a point, but they also took a couple walks that, you know, a lot of other teams have been swinging and swishing around at yesterday.
0: Yeah, the Rangers were maybe the most disciplined team at the plate throughout the year. I mean, I think their chase percentage was lowest in all of baseball, and that's a big part of what Bruce Bochy tried to implement when he took over. Uh, The Rangers were free-swinging way too much over the last couple of years, like a bunch of old folks, you know, just swinging all over the place. Just swinging it. I know know you're into that deal. Oh, yeah, man. And one of these days, I'd like to be in that There field. you go. So, if you know a uh, place where I could go to find that stuff, <laughs> hey, hit us on the code of text line, 512-222-9328. But now the discipline <laughs> of the Rangers showed up. They worked a ton of walks in game two. I think they had 11 walks in that game two win in Baltimore. And then, uh, yeah, once again last night, just able to get guys on base. Uh, Corey Seeger man, what can oh, you man. say about him? I mean, I know the uh, Mr. October nickname is already taken, but – Shoot, Corey Seager in this month just continues to be really, really good. And you think about it, he was with the Dodgers in 2020 when they won that Fugazi World Series, but all of those games were played in Arlington, right? It's Remember right. the COVID year? And he just he was the World Series MVP. He was unstoppable in that ballpark for the Dodgers. Well, his first playoff game as a Ranger inside the Warm Gilf, and he hits a home run in the bottom of the first inning, and that just kind of opened up the floodgates. Uh, Adolis Garcia, the big three-run homer, in the second to really break things open. You know, the Rangers' offense, which, uh, man, was very up and down. I mean, statistically, a top two or three offense in baseball, but they really struggled in September. I don't know if anybody was quite sure what to expect from them in the playoffs. I was thinking they were going to be a quick out because of how much they struggled down the stretch, but they have uh, turned it on at the right time. They hit all over. Baltimore's pitching over these three games and, and that's why they won
1: yeah I mean the, just like the Orioles just never had a chance you know they, they really didn't the aggression uh, of, the, of the of the hitters for the Rangers was unbelievable it was like they when they were when they began the season then they hit that lull when they got a bunch of injuries and now everybody's healthy and everybody's ready to go that's it looks like it looks like a World Series type of team to me
0: yeah and they're banging creed non-stop in that locker room wow. have you heard
1: about this i heard about that yes they have hand signals and everything the creed songs
0: they're all about I'm Creed. A
1: fan. i'm a big creed fan so are you i like creed i like yeah. so I, I, I like their lead singer who is their lead singer uh jesse palmer
0: <laughs> jesse palmer the no.
1: ESPN guy no he's not their lead singer
0: no i don't think so Okay. You got any other guesses? Carlos Lana Santana.
1: Carlos Santana.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Huge no. creed fan over here How about this comment from Tanner.
1: <laughs> oh, really, Tanner? How long did it take you to read that, dude? I just saw that. I'm just I just don't believe Tanner would even mention the little hero himself, <laughs> the biracial beauty, the captain. If they would have had that's right, if they would have had Jeter, no, they wouldn't have won. Mm,
0: no, oh even Jeter couldn't have saved no, the O's this week. Not the
1: Yos, they're horrible. Come on. So they won a bunch of games this year. They stink. Sorry, yeah. Wags. The wake future. up to that. Hey Wags, wake up to that reality this morning.
0: Oh, yeah. You <laughs> bet I texted,
1: swept.
0: Now you bet I texted Wags after the game. Oh last my night goodness. Talking yeah. my trash. Yeah. Oh, the they've, they've got a bright future, but yeah, I, I wonder if Wags is even gonna show up today, man. He's hurting. He might need a load management day, a personal day, something, man. Mental health day, whatever. They won
1: more games than anybody in baseball. They were really good.
0: They were. They They got swept. They got swept. They lost the first two at home. And uh, you figured maybe they'd put up some sort of fight last night. You called it. I mean, you said the Rangers were going to win. I I couldn't even jinx
1: the Rangers. How about that yesterday?
0: Yeah, you tried to. Didn't work. No, no,
1: I'm starting to be a little bit of a Rangers fan. There you go. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit of an Astros fan too. I I don't mind either one of them as long as it's in the state. I know you have to, you know, as long as it stays in the state, there are two fantastic baseball clubs here in the state of Texas right now. Yeah. You know, and one is green and growing. And I'm not saying the other one is ripe and rotten because they put it on their group yesterday too. They didn't mess around.
0: About the Astros, right? The Rangers won seven to one. The Astros did them two better, nine to one, the wow. final score from game three in Minnesota. Talk about getting off to a hot start. The Strohs put up four in the top of the first inning. I mean, before the Twins even got the bat, before a lot of the fans even found their seats, the Strohs had a four nothing lead up at Tarje Field. Jose Abreu, who has been much maligned and rightfully yeah. so in his first year in Houston, they gave him that big contract last offseason. And he was awful for the first, I don't know, three-fourths of the season. Started to figure some things out down the stretch. Still not as good as he had been for most of his career when he was with the White Sox. But, man, he hits two bombs, has five RBIs. Of course, the big blow, the three-run homer in the first inning. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Astros quieted that crowd early. They sent a message that, that's cute, you beat us once, but we're still the Astros. This is what we do. This is our time of the year. They ran away with that one.
1: They did, and all the bats for the Astros were going last night. I mean, it was that was that was kind of fun to see because they, you know, well, not really, because when they get on the road, it's like a different group when they're on the road for some odd reason. I don't get that, but man, when they're away and it's us versus the world, they are special now.
0: Yeah. And the Astros were 51 and 30 on the road during the regular season. So now 52 and 30 all year long. And yeah, Christian Javier on the mound. Boy, you talk about guys who step up in the month oh, yeah. of October. He's one of them. I mean, he had maybe his worst season as a big leaguer this year. Nobody was quite sure what they were going to get out of him yesterday. He did get into a couple of jams, but worked his way out. Uh, five scoreless innings for the Strohs. He was uh, really, really good. And, if, yeah, postseason Javier is going to be a thing. Then watch out, rest of baseball. because
1: Yeah, and, and what's nice for the Astros and the Rangers, they don't have to go into their, to their bully. They haven't – I mean, their starters – you know, over the last two games have been really, really good, which is, and you know, I think people – and people really worried about the Rangers' bullpen. Were they going to be able – were they going to be strong enough to, to survive this? And my goodness, they got – the Rangers got rid of Baltimore in a hurry. And it looks like the Astros are about to do the same too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Twins took game two, but I said it yesterday. I thought the Astros were going to win both of these games in Minnesota to close out the series. Uh, no problem. Yesterday, we'll see what happens tonight. 6 1st pitch. It's Jose Arquiti getting the ball for the Astros. Another guy who's pitched a number of postseason innings over the course of his career. Hell, if you've been on the Astros the last few years, of course you've this. is where the Astros have been uh, every year since 2017. They'll go up against John Ryan uh, for the Minnesota Twins in this one as the Twins try to keep their season alive and force this series back to Houston. If there is a Game 5, it would take place Friday night a little after 7 o'clock. I have a hunch we won't see a Game 5 and game one of the ALCS will be on Sunday. So you'll have to take a break from your NFL watching or your ACL partying or whatever the hell you have going on this week to uh, to watch some baseball, especially if it's Rangers-Astros. Rangers will be on the road regardless of who they play. So if it is the Astros, uh, that series will begin at Minute Maid Park on Sunday. But, man, how, how much fun could this be? Feels like the Strohs are going to do what they need to do. Uh, this would be their seventh straight American League championship series which is bonkers buck that's seven straight final fours i don't care what sport you're talking about college basketball nfl nba whatever seven straight trips to the final four if the astros can get one more win
1: yeah they've got that they they've got that feel good story i mean they understand this type of year this this time of the year they understand what big games really mean You know, when they get into the playoffs, period, even before they get to the finals, when they get into these little semis and all that stuff, those guys have experience. They know what winning is about. They know how to win. They know how to bat. They know how to pitch. They know how to do everything that they need to do, taking an extra base, playing great defense. That's what you do when you have the experience of being in these huge games like this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Experience matters in the month of October and. Now uh, the Astros were my pick to win the American League before the season even started. Not that I was really going out on too weak of a limb there. What are you
1: thinking? Uh, Michigan is not. I mean, like my Michigan, because Michigan no, is a sleeper right now.
0: I was doing sports radio in Houston for uh, for most of the regular season. And There was a lot of conversation about, oh, this isn't the year. This isn't the year. Right. And then here the Astros are one win away from getting back to the championship series. You talk about models of consistency, man. It is ridiculous. There is no more consistent team in all of sports right now than uh, than the Houston Astros. So we'll see. Job's not finished for them. Uh, they got to take game four tonight. Or, you know, if not, they got to take game five. They still need one more win to get to the CS. But if yes. you're an Astros fan, I don't know how the hell you're, you're not confident that uh, your team's going to find a way to get it done. So some baseball happenings. If you're a baseball fan in the state of Texas, Yesterday was a pretty, pretty good day for you. All right. Before we uh, <laughs> shift gears, we'll get back into some baseball conversation a little bit later. How about this comment from Jason? Javier, the first pitcher to have given up one hit or fewer in his first three career postseason starts. Impressive. Absolutely. Yeah, Javier's been coming out of the bullpen for a lot of his playoff appearances for the Stros. I did not see that stat yesterday, but – uh, very good, and yeah, as Jake says, I uh, felt like I was watching an Orioles podcast yesterday with just how much oh, Davis and John Smoltz were just talking about how bright the future was for the Orioles, and they're not wrong. Like hundred win team, one of the youngest teams in baseball, they're gonna they'll, they'll be back. But you know, let's uh, maybe they talk it won't about be bright that
1: long because the Yankees will be back. No, so don't won't. don't tell me how bright the future is for the Orioles. Don't forget the New York twenty seven World Championship Yankees. They're the ones who'll be back.
0: Yeah. Congrats on fourth place, Buck. <laughs> Great year for you guys. I know you were celebrating that on this show, finishing ahead of Boston. You're like an AM fan trying to be better than Texas now. Uh, I got bad news for you. Booney is still your manager.
1: Yeah. That hasn't, that's not over with yet.
0: No, they're going to bring that dude back.
1: That's not good.
0: And Cashman no, I think good. is still, like the they're G-no. bringing
1: Jimbo back. Is Jimbo coming back? Are they bringing that dude back? No, we can
0: get into Coach Hot Seat rankings. We've got uh, some of those. Before we do that, though, let's give some love to uh, some of our great sponsors. I'll start this morning with Altstadt Brewery. Hey, Oktoberfest is going on right now. If you're looking for something to do over the next couple of weekends, maybe this weekend, open week for Texas, get down to the Altstadt Brewery in Fredericksburg. This place is massive, man. There is so much to do out there. They've got an outdoor beer garden. The weather should be fantastic again Absolutely. Uh, of course, you get to try samples of the greatness of Oldstadt beer. You get to see how the beer is made. They've got live music, they've got a German style restaurant serving up the best food that you can find in Fredericksburg. I'm telling you, it is the perfect day trip for the beer drinkers in your life. And speaking of Oktoberfest, if you just want some of the Oldstadt Oktoberfest beer, They've got it now. That's right. The seasonal is back. Tis the season for football, for fall, and for Altstadt Oktoberfest. You can pick that up at HEB, at Specs, Twin Liquors, Total Wine, TimeWise. Wherever you go to get your beer, you can find Altstadt Oktoberfest. And, hey, this stuff is popping up more and more throughout the state. It's not just Austin. They've got it in the Metroplex. They've got it in H-Town. They've got it in San Antonio. They've got it everywhere. It's the official beer of BK it should be the official beer of you as well. It's Altstadt beer, no impurities. No and
1: regrets. speaking of official beer, how about the official chair from Relax the Back that I'm sitting in right now? You know, with my messed up back, you know, getting that right support has always been super difficult for me, but nothing's given me the comfort my back needed than the folks at Relax the Back. And they've got all kinds of chairs for you. Incline chairs, they've also got zero gravity recliners just for you. They've got stand-up desks if you need it. And they've also got... Road chairs like I had with me. By the way, that road chair with wheels, I'm going to have to take that back because that's that's tough for some of the places that we go. But I love that little roadie. That baby was comfortable. I was sitting in it yesterday. Hate to give it up, but not going to waste a $1,000 chair that we may be on the grass with. So we'll give up the roadie. I'll find, you know what? Relax the back. I'll find a different type of chair for me. Believe me, they've got them all just for you. They've got two great locations here and Bee Caves at the Hill Country Gallery across from the Whole Foods. And, of course, in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck with Relax the Back. And, by the way, for Relax the Back, let's not forget, they're going to give away a chair, a wonderful chair, probably almost a $2,000 chair to the teacher of choice. So we got to get ready to get that text line lit up for, you know, let us know who your favorite teacher is. I mean, you can be 50 years old and could be back when you were in grade school. That, che- that teacher may still be teaching somewhere. <laughs> so mm. let's, get a, let's get our favorite teacher out there. You know, kids, start thinking who your favorite teacher is. Let's get them kind of comfort that I've got in my lumbar area and my thoracic back. Let's get them a chair that they can have for a lifetime of teaching. Because teaching you deserves to have a – somebody needs to have a good back and good support system. Believe me, you kids.
0: I'm a teacher.
1: No, no. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. You do need a chair. You have not given up the garden chair yet, the folding <laughs> chairs we had this weekend. And nope. thank you to the guys who gave up the folding chairs, yes.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to uh, swap out my sit-up pool chair for one of those like reclining pool chairs. You know what oh, I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah, great. back and then the super long legs where I can adjust the uh, the back
1: height however I want.
0: It yeah, we can, be... take,
1: we can take those on the text line, can't we? The favorite teacher, if somebody wants to talk about their teacher. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's get that going because, you know, the end of the semester will come quick and we want to get you so that your favorite teacher by the second semester is in. What they're going to have is their favorite chair from Relax the Back. Believe me. Uh, You're
0: putting a lot of faith in our texters to actually text the names of real teachers and not just text themselves.
1: They won't do that. Or maybe their wives or
0: husbands names so they can uh, get that chair.
1: You know, They're not like that.
0: Yeah. Our guy, Devin, I just uh, shipped him the um, Relax the Back pillow. Part of our 5,000 subscribers giveaway. Nice. And he's like, I'm pretty sure my wife is going to steal this shit from me as soon as it gets here. <laughs> as
1: soon as it gets to the house. Yeah. I'm like, hey. the, you mean, will the scammers head us right now for that chair? Probably the scammers are looking to get that chair. The scammers are back. Oh, no.
0: That's what they do. And uh, no, Mark, never too early for the first alt stat of the day. Because Wow. Uh, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Those are That's the rules. That's right. Pop her open for Those sure. Are the rules. All right. You brought up uh, some hot seat. Talk and there's a website that I go to periodically during the college football season. It's called coacheshotseat.com. I don't know who runs this site. I don't know who their sources are. I don't know if they even have sources or if they're just putting this list together uh, week by week, but it is an updated ranking of the college football coaches who are on the hottest seats in the country. And I've been looking at this site for years, and usually they've got a pretty good beat on what's going on in the world of college football. Well, Buck, number one right now on the coach's hot seat ranking
1: is none other James Franklin, always from Penn State University. The Nittany Lions coach has got to be number one because he's well-hated in the state of Pennsylvania for sure. What do you mean? He's got a top-ten team they haven't lost yet. Oh, they haven't played my sleeper team or Ohio State because they're not gonna beat either one of them because they never do. No, they
0: usually don't. But why would he be on the hot seat? They haven't lost a game this year. They went eleven and two last year, too.
1: He's still on the hot seat. Can't beat the Michigan. Rose Bowl
0: last year.
1: Not gonna happen. He's not beating he's not beating Michigan again. Well, they
0: play UMass. Oh, I like West that. South.
1: Yeah, they they played the Basketball Hall of Famers this week, really. Do, do you know who they play next week? Not Bilma. The.
0: Oh, no. Ohio State University. First so there's your test. Up. Yeah, in Columbus. That game is next Saturday, the 21st. So. Yeah,
1: they'll be looking past UMass and get dumped. By the Minutemen, they're not gonna lose to the Minutemen, dude. <laughs> Minutemen,
0: Our Men, Second Men, it's the fireman. It doesn't matter. They second ain't man losing. up. No. No, they ain't losing to those Jamokes no. this weekend. No, d- uh, James Franklin is not on this list at all. Number wow. one on this list, Jimbo Fisher. Come on, James Bo. James Bo. A M. Lost to Alabama last week. That game was close for a while. I think AM had a lead at halftime, if memory serves, and then Alabama was uh, able to take care of business in College Station to get the win and the cover. Oh, this Alabama team, that's uh, going to be as bad as 2016 Notre Dame. Let's not forget, people thought once Texas beat them that Alabama was going to go 4-8 and eight or 5-7 and seven oh, yeah. or something like that. Idiots. Uh and they've lost twice this year. They're 4-2. and two. Do you buy this? I mean, last year obviously stunk for Jimbo. They went five and seven. They missed a bowl game. And if the buyout wasn't what the buyout was, I think maybe a move would have been made this past offseason. But Jimbo Fisher in his sixth year in Aggieland, they're four and two right now. I mean, is the seat that hot? Is the money still scary? Where are you at with Jimbo right now?
1: Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. They got the money or they'll find the money. And drop it off in a brown paper bag on his doorstep, if if need be, in order to get rid of him to get their football program going. I don't think they can afford to have four losses this year. Four mm-hmm. losses may do it for that dude. I mean, it's. It, it, I, I just don't say because I don't think they're beating Tennessee at Tennessee this week. No, yeah, you know, that is their game. He can, can always and he can always lean BK on the fact that his starting quarterback got hurt. You know, I know his his backup quarterback's playing really, really well, but it may not be enough for them not to lose two more games, and if they do that, if they get to the four area, he may be able to lean, hey, I lost my starting quarterback. He was playing really, really well. Look at what our defense is doing. We're bringing back the defense now. But, man, the, the future for them, I mean, you, when you watch these wide receivers that they have, they're pretty good. They've got a decent running back. they got a decent offensive line. But the AM defense is what's really, really back. I mean, and he can live off of that part and then blame his quarterback as a reason where he needs to get another shot.
0: Yeah, the defense has been a lot better since uh, Miami torched them back right. in week two. Absolutely. Uh, Jalen Miller was able to have some success, though, in the second half last week. So the a defense, still not perfect. But, yeah, it has turned a little bit of a corner since uh, Tyler Van Dyke did what he did. Uh, hey, maybe take a knee next time, Tyler Van Dyke. Oh,
1: no matter what your coach says.
0: Yeah, we'll get to Mario Cristobal in a second because his name is on this list after – what happened last weekend against Georgia Tech. It's yeah, the top of the list, shouldn't it? Shoot. I mean, they were undefeated before that game. Like, I think they play, what, North Carolina this week? That that should have oh. been undefeated versus undefeated, but because Mario Cristobal is an idiot and doesn't know how to take a knee to close out a game, uh, all of a sudden Miami's got a loss, and that matchup has lost a little bit of luster. They so. love
1: that cat, but they'll be ready to get rid of him. Yeah, well, I was talking
0: to our guy Lee Sterling, who, by the way, is the hottest handicapper in all of the world, with the exception uh, of me, and he looks pretty good too. What do you mean with the exception of you? Wait a minute, you're
1: Somebody still down a 5, thousand. You, you're down a thousand units. Well, I'll make up for that. You know, probably by Friday, I'll let everybody know there is an easy one out there. So
0: five thousand.
1: Yeah, I'm willing to go ahead. That's right. I'll make it a five thousand unit play because we need to be ahead. We don't need to be just treading water here. Just being even, that's not good. You don't not want to good.
0: make a pick right now? You want to wait till the end of the week to see I'll wait the line? will the, the week.
1: yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I've got to investigate it like I did the Rangers yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Lee yesterday, who's a big Miami fan, lives out in Miami. And he's like, man, if I was Mario Cristobal, I would have donated my game check to somewhere. And I'm like, that's a good idea. Like, donate it to a charity and be like, I don't deserve this because I cost us the game. But, you know, coaches don't do that.
1: No, they don't do that. No, no.
0: Oh, your crystal laughing all the way to the bank on his way out of there. But anyways, Jimbo, I said before the year that – Eight and four would be enough to keep Jimbo around, right? And obviously, AM and m wants more, and they're paying Jimbo to do more than that. But I figured, all right, five and seven last year, eight and four, that's a step in the right direction. It's Connor Wegman's first year as a starter. Uh, maybe they'll feel like once that ridiculously good recruiting class that they got last year becomes upperclassmen, then, all right, like next year's got to be the year where they win at least 10 games. Otherwise, Jimbo would be gone. But just based on the people I've talked to and the stuff that I'm reading on social media, like – And you
1: know people
0: eight and four yeah eight and four ain't gonna be enough for Jimbo and looking at the rest of the AM schedule you said it they've, they've already lost twice they play in Knoxville this weekend at Tennessee That'll I don't be like tough. that for them no they still have road games at Ole Miss and at LSU so like they're gonna probably be underdogs in those games we'll see you know what happens over the course of the next few weeks but like uh, that could be seven and five right there for Jimbo if he doesn't win any of those games. They got South Carolina and Mississippi State and Abilene Christian at home in the other three. So they should be able to win those three games. But sure. yeah, I mean, if we're talking about seven and five, I don't know if eight and four is enough anymore, but if we're talking about seven and five, then yeah, AM might find that money and, and pay Jimbo to go somewhere else.
1: Helen, you mentioned that 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 the battle of them versus Ole Miss, that could be two coaches that may be gone.
0: No, oh, they're not getting rid of the lane train yet, are they? lane
1: train's time to go. It's time, it's time for him to start looking to, to other things too, to build other programs. You know what I mean? Joey he's Freshwater, he's got to find
0: some other co-eds is what he needs to do.
1: <laughs> he needs to build another program because that was just kind of tread and water, that Mississippi group. That's – no, NIL can't even help that group. Mm. Nobody wants to go to school there. Forget about it.
0: You're four for Lane Kiffin, and you're already ready to be done with him, huh?
1: Four years? What do you think? They get five these days? They don't, you don't get five. I'm
0: hoping Jimbo gets 25,
1: dude. <laughs>
0: yes. Keep that dude around. And that's another thing for A&M. Like they, they would want to be competitive regardless of if Texas was moving to their conference. But right. Texas is moving to their conference, you know? and they really want to win that first game. Of course, Texas does too, right? Like Both sides really want to win the first matchup between these two teams yes. since 2011 next year. A&M wants to make sure that, hey, when Texas comes to town, that they're not going to lose the state. They're not going to all of a sudden have to be looking up at Texas as big brother again. They want to make sure they got their stuff ready to roll. And if Jimbo's not the guy, and if they feel like uh, what he's doing isn't enough, then like you said, they'll they'll find that money and
1: they'll, they'll get rid of him. Yeah, they'll start looking at Jeff Trailer. They still—they've they, got a guy right in the state. They don't—you don't—they don't have to go very far.
0: No, nah, they're gonna—they're gonna try for somebody bigger, right?
1: No, I don't think so. I think they—I think they would love to have a guy like Jeff Trailer build their program, especially with their, now their defense. Now the Jeff Trailer is pretty good, offensive-minded guy. They—that's what they need. They need to get the offense going. That defense is starting to come back. You know, it's—it's it's not totally the way it was. But they got some big dudes on their defense that can run and play. And in that secondary, they're good.
0: Oh, dude, Walter Nolan is ridiculous, oh, yeah. man. I mean, number one player in the country a couple of years ago. No surprise that he no. is ridiculous. But they've got some talent. That wide receiver room, Evan Stewart, Anaya Smith, yeah. Moose Muhammad. I mean, that is – they've got some dudes on that team. Uh, obviously, Jimbo's recruited very well but uh, has not developed the talent enough in college station. You know who would be getting that job if – his team didn't suck this year. Who's Joey that? Joey Maguire at your mark, you. He wants that job, but I don't know if three and three and a loss to Wyoming is... Uh, and they've coming, got more losses uh, to
1: come there, Joey. Yeah, There's some it's, more headed your way. It sure feels
0: that way. It sure yes. feels that way. Hey, shout out to you, Scott. Thanks for finding us. We're glad we're back too. Please uh, spread the Thank word you and tell your friends and enemies. And also like this video. We need help with the algorithm.
1: That's the what algorithms. I was thinking of the algorithm. I wasn't quite feeling it with the algorithms. I love the subscriptions, but the algorithms are very important. It's yes. very important that to feel that in your body and your loins. What? Yes, algorithms are important. How in do you feel loins. an
0: algorithm in your body and your loins? Yes, very
1: important. What does important. it feel
0: like? That wasn't a yes or no question. I said, how? <laughs> how? <laughs> yeah, how do you feel it?
1: There's a certain tingle you get.
0: Oh, are you feeling it today? I'm feeling it today, yes. That Somebody algorithm's that, inside you?
1: Yes, they are. They're algorithmous. Yes, we're getting that today. Oh. We're getting algamized today.
0: Algamized, okay. But well, the subscriptions
1: I'm, just keep on rolling. Yeah, we need the
0: likes, though. That helps us reach more people. So, hey, it means a lot that you watch. It means a lot that you subscribe. But also, if y'all could just give this video a thumbs up. That would uh, be a lot of help. It helps our name show up higher in YouTube searches. That's what what we need. We need uh, the YouTube community to find us. We know you people have found us, and we're grateful for that. Uh, We would love for y'all to keep spreading the word, but we need uh, the YouTubers out there to to keep finding what we've got going on here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. All right, Jimbo's number one on that list. We're not going to go the entire list because there's a bunch of coaches that nobody really cares about. But there are a couple of other Big 12 coaches in the top 10 on the coaches hot seat rankings from coacheshotseat.com. Number 6, the coach that Texas will go up against next, Dana Holgerson down at the University of Houston.
1: Yeah, but entering the Big 12 the first year, I think they're going to let him stick around for another uh, year.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's been a disaster. Like two years ago, they were great. Uh, they won double digit games. They almost played for New Year's Six Bowl. It felt had a like great they wide were wide
1: receiver, great uh, quarterback. Everything was rolling for them. Running they back, had, they had that
0: last year too, but they just didn't win a lot. They underachieved. They were picked to finish first in the act last year. I think they finished fourth or fifth, uh, and it was already starting to fall apart a little bit. And then, yeah, now this Houston team is. Really, really bad. Now, Dana gets a shot at revenge against West Virginia, of course, the team that he coached for a number of years in this conference. Houston hosts West Virginia this weekend. And if you're a Texas fan, I guess you're rooting for the Cougs, right? Because West Virginia is ahead of the Longhorns in the Big 12 standings right now because they haven't lost a game in conference play. It's them in Oklahoma who are the two unbeatens left in the uh, Big 12 conference.
1: Yeah, Coach Brown down there in in West Virginia, how he still has that job, I I don't know, but if he loses that game to Houston, that could be the one that sends him packing, too. His seat uh-huh. has been hot. How long has that dude's seat been hot? Since he got there?
0: Yeah, I don't think so. But it's been a struggle for Neil Brown in Morgantown. And I think the seat's cooled a little bit. I mean, they're they're 4-1 and one right now. Like, he, I think he can afford one loss. Look, there will be some fans who are like, well, you lose to Houston, then he's clearly not the guy. Right. But I don't think he's going to get fired midseason if they lose this well,
1: they're one. There are going to be few of those. Yeah, mid-season I mean, it, deals anyway, I don't see anybody that's that hot, like even Jimbo. There, nobody's going to get nobody's going to get fired midseason this year, I don't believe.
0: Well, unless you're having phone sex or unless you're hazing your players.
1: Oh, really? Hey, oh, really? Man. Mel? Come on. Way, way to Mel, go, Mel. Talk. Are you kidding me? Mel, you're never going to see any of that money oh. and the money you thought you were going to see. Your ex has got that money now. Yeah, that, that's her money. That's not yep. your money.
0: But, The wife and Brenda Tracy are going to get to see that money, Mel. Nice job, dude. Way to keep it in the pants, guy.
1: Um, $95 million? Yeah. That's a lot of money to just throw out the window.
0: Yep, he whipped it out to throw it out, didn't he? He whipped
1: it out to throw it out. Yes, he did. That's a shame.
0: Dana, man, like I've got a lot of buddies who are Houston fans. We're going to talk to a UH person or two next week as we get set for the Texas-Houston game, of course. And we'll ask them about uh, Dana Holgerson's status. But yeah, after last year went down the way that it did. And Dana, like I think Texas fans know this from dealing with West Virginia for years in the Big 12. Like he's got a pretty brash personality. Uh, There's some Tom Herman ego in him. It's never his fault, right? Houston struggles. Oh, it's not because I'm a bad coach. It's because our facilities aren't good enough. We don't have the NIL support. I'm doing everything right. But the, the people around me aren't doing enough. Like that's, I love Dana, man. I got, I got to know him during my time in Houston. Great dude, freaking hilarious guy, but he's got that personality that rubs people the wrong way. And when you lose, we saw it with Tom Herman, people want to get rid of you quicker because of the way you treat people. And right. that's, that's what's going on at Houston. Like they really underachieved last year. And, you know, the expectations for them weren't super high in year one in the Big 12, but they're, they're off to a pretty bad start. I mean, they lost to Rice, dude. Like that's, that's bad. So Dana Holgerson absolutely belongs on this list. And then the other Big 12 coach that makes the uh, top ten on the coach's hot seat rankings. The guy like, down by the river? Which
1: river? The river that runs through Waco, Texas.
0: The river that want, runs through Waco, Texas. Yes. Yep. Dave Aranda is uh, number eight on the coach's hot seat rankings. Uh, boy, they they just don't look good. I mean, the season started off on the worst foot possible with that loss to Texas State. And they had the huge comeback against UCF. What was
1: that, last weekend? And it's yes. like, oh. That was a nice comeback.
0: Maybe they got it figured out. But then they returned home and they just they couldn't stop Taj Brooks and Texas Tech and uh, they're below five hundred. They're two and four right now. After six and seven last year, just two years removed from a uh, Sugar Bowl win over Ole Miss, they have fallen on some hard, hard times. And yeah, it, it, if they miss a bowl game again, which it feels like that's where they're headed. Then Aranda's probably.
1: Gone. <coughs> yeah, I, I can see them making the change. He's a nice. Me. He's a nice guy.
0: <clears throat> you know what? Dave Aranda is going to look like when he gets fired.
1: What's that? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: You know what Dave Aranda would look like if he won a national championship? <laughs> that guy shows no emotion, man. He's just the same stoned-faced dude on the sideline, 24-7, 365. can can
1: have that down there at uh, Waco High. We got to be, something has to be a moving. Got to be a mover and a shaker down there. Oh, and more moving and shaking than you. Yeah, more moving and shaking than you're probably supposed to down there.
0: When you say moving, you mean like Mel Tucker moving, or something's moving oh, down there?
1: Yeah. yeah, come on now,
0: moving and shaking down there.
1: David is not very excitable, that's for mm-hmm. sure. But that's okay. Any other? Uh, Good. I, I mean, I don't really see. Like I said, I don't see any of these top level guys. They. It looks like everything's going. Nobody in the Pac-12 is getting hacked. You know.
0: Well. I think everyone's been vaccinated in the Pac-12, so we don't have to fire any coaches for that. No. Um, who in the Pac-12? Alex Grinch would be the guy, but he's a defensive yeah. coordinator.
1: That's, that's <laughs> about it. Everybody else, Washington, Washington State, that whole group. I mean, Cal plays – by the way, you don't want to be playing Cal right now either. They can beat you on – yeah, that's right. For the groups in the Pac-12 that still have to play Cal, be careful –
0: yeah, I mean they're fine, but they're like I'd rather play Cal than play like six or seven other teams in the Pac-12 right like now. Every,
1: like everybody else,
0: Pac-12 is awesome, dude. I got and this this weekend coming up, like the two biggest games involve Pac-12 teams. Yes, they do. I'm the Biggest game is Oregon Washington, and then you've got uh, USC Notre
1: Dame this weekend too. Looks like a five thousand play with the Cougs. The Cougs. Yeah, well, I mean Washington State's playing too. They've got a big game this week.
0: Oh, Washington State! I was yeah. like, I
1: didn't mention anybody who's a Coug. Yeah, no, no. I'm looking. I'm looking. That may be my my play. Pac-12 is. I'm going to lean on the on the Pac-12 here at towards the end. They've well, got gonna, some good games against each other. So you're going
0: to stay up late and watch the uh, the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, when
1: they start at midnight, sure. Why not? <laughs> Wazoo hosts Arizona.
0: Arizona almost beat yeah. USC
1: last week. That's or... not happening. Where's that game? tell me that game is at Wazoo.
0: It's at Wazoo.
1: Yep. Yeah, love that.
0: In Pullman. What about in the Big 12? Any other coaches who uh, could be losing their jobs this year in the Big 12? Mike Gundy, like, they, they're coming off an ice he win over retire.
1: K-State. Dude may retire, maybe not lose his job, but he may say, I've had enough. Yeah,
0: I mean, I yeah. think Okie State fans have just about had enough with Mike Gundy. I mean, they lost their whole team to the portal. Like, it's like that, they're not only losing games, they're losing all their players every Nobody year Nobody wants now to play for him anymore now like maybe him but he's done so much in Stillwater that sure you feel like maybe he'll get a longer leash Matt Campbell at Iowa State remember that dude it was remember like,
1: the go- the golden child
0: yeah I mean that guy was getting job. the Lions offered him in the NFL they gave right. him like 70 mil and he's like no
1: I'm an idiot I'm gonna stay in <laughs> Iowa I want to build something I want to build something here
0: it's it's nice to see loyalty right I shouldn't dunk on the guy too much because you never no. see it but I'm sure Matt Campbell was thinking oh shoot I'd really screwed this up
1: didn't I I've uh, sat on the turd, and I continue to sit on it yeah I mean really
0: yeah I, I, didn't, I didn't like the phrasing on that one there
1: <laughs> phrasing yeah. y'all
0: but you know they went four and eight last year and no one on their team didn't know that Oh, Brock Purdy, he's, he's doing some good things in the NFL, of No Brees
1: Hall? Hmm, very interesting.
0: Five-star culture. Don't forget about that. That's right, always. Five-star culture with Matt Campbell all the time. I think the over-under was uh, three and a half on the star culture, and uh, hopefully he took the over like their football players did.
1: Yeah, he gave up a chance at the D- Detroit Lions. Uh, and some college jobs, too, yeah. man. I mean, people were like, oh, if Harbaugh
0: gets fired in Michigan, they got to go after Campbell. If Brian Kelly gets let go at Notre Dame, they got to go after Matt Campbell.
1: Were they going to go after him at USC? Yeah, there was a lot going on with that dude.
0: And now it's, uh, yeah, he might get axed in Ames. We'll see how that goes. Iowa State has looked a little bit better. They beat TCU. Uh, Not a lot of people saw that coming. They beat the brakes off TCU last weekend. Uh, So maybe they've got some things figured out. But, yeah, it's been a uh, a struggle for the Cyclones in recent years. All right, there's your uh, coach's hot seat. Ranking. Why don't I
1: think Dabo Sweeney is? I, I, for some odd reason. I know, the, I know oh. he's – I mean, he could, I don't know if he's a lifer at Clemson. You know, there was always talk about him going back to Alabama, but then there's talk that Alabama doesn't want that dude when that time comes. Oh. A lot of it, you know, depends on what, what, what happens here with Sark. I, I've always thought that Alabama may look back, if Sark is successful at Texas, that Alabama may look to, to have him back at some time.
0: Right. Maybe. I mean, look, you got to get with the times and Dabo Sweeney has not gotten with the times. Right. He's not a fan of the transfer portal. He's not a big NIL guy. And whether you like it or not, that's what you need to do to be successful in college football these days. So, yeah, but he
1: wanted those luxurious surroundings, barber shops, slides and stuff like that. He wasn't against that money going to the football program, just not to the players.
0: Right. Yeah, which is weird. That's yeah. a bad bit by Dabo Sweeney. So, yeah, it's going to continue to cost him. I mean, Clemson has taken a little bit of a step back in recruiting over the last year or two. And, once again, they're not hitting the portal as hard as the other schools no. are. I mean, look at some of the top teams in the country. They're bringing in big-time names in the portal every single year. And why would you not? It just is a chance for you to help your team get better. So, yeah, I think Dabo is is further away from the Alabama job than he's ever been. And he's got to get close back on track if he wants to be in consideration for that gig, whenever Nick Saban decides to, to hang them up. And then, yeah, I guess Sark would be interesting. I, I, I would like to think that, you know, Sark feels good about a situation here in Austin and feels like he can get Texas to, I don't know if anyone can get to Nick Saban dynasty, Alabama level because we're talking about the greatest college football coach of all time. And, and Sark, you know, doesn't have a national championship as a head coach yet. Hopefully he gets at least one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Alabama is going to do. You know, there were some Bama fans after Texas went in there and won in week two saying, oh, we got to hire that guy right oh, now. That,
1: that's what I'm saying. They gave him and they gave him his opportunity when things were going, you know, sideways for him. Nick Saban did. And so did the state of Alabama. So I always thought, man, if they if he has some success and they start coming to call for that guy, well, paycheck just went up. Yeah. Just when I, oh, Mel Tucker. Sorry, you lost yours, but Sark's about to get his. You yeah, know, I mean,
0: Sark is what around the thirtieth highest paid college football coach. Right. That news came out before Oklahoma, and everyone's like, "Oh, he needs to be way higher than that." And then Oklahoma happened, and then everyone's like, "Nah, nah, he's good." Right? No, there. he's good. He's
1: good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Let's just good. wait. Let's just wait and see.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he should be higher than thirtieth for sure. But yeah, I, I don't know. If Alabama comes calling, then that's good news for Texas, right? Because that means Sark's doing a. Pretty damn good job here in Austin. Uh, But that's, you know, one of those jobs that might be better than Texas. I mean, they've got more history, obviously, as a football program than Texas does. So uh, we'll see if we get there. But It's
1: freaking Alabama.
0: Yeah, Dabo's not – he's not getting fired or anything. Like, that guy's won two national championships for Clemson. He could have uh, one. Slightly down year, or even two, if you consider last year a down year, even though they won ten. And games. he can be a
1: bitterman. Right? You know, he's, been, he's just been a bitterman since this all started. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, he he went. He was one of the first to do all the cool things for his players, except for give them money. He said, "I'll do all the cool things, but I don't want to give any money." No,
0: I can't. Uh-uh. Hey, Dabo, that money is not coming from your pocket. You realize <laughs> that right? you're still going to get your money,
1: and you're going to get some good players.
0: Yeah, this is just other people trying to pay your players money. You understand that, right?
1: No, that he sounded like it was coming out of his bank account.
0: He wants all of his players to sleep in the same bed as their mom, like he did. Oh,
1: listen, I'm not down. He was a protector of his mother. I will always be in favor of Dabo when it comes to that. He
0: you got to give, you give your mom the bed and go sleep on an air mattress or something, dude. And can't share the bed with your mom. Of course you can give her the bed. She deserves it.
1: She's yeah. your mother,
0: and you sleep on the floor. You go find you an air mattress,
1: guy. She birthed you, dude. She's your mom. Yeah, she so she
0: deserves a bed to
1: herself. No, your mom is willing to give up a corner of the bed for you.
0: I know she is, but you got to be you're not your mom. sleeping.
1: You're not. Hey, you're not sleeping in the same room and even the same room with your mom with all your not naked like I sleep every night, butt ass naked. I mean. He's oh, got God. to wear his uni. He probably had to wear his, his, his uniform to, to the end the bed, you know? You think he's
0: wearing full pads? <laughs> yes. To
1: sleep with his mom? He did. I mean, he did. That is still the weirdest thing. But oh. I understand protecting your mother. That's all I can say. Whatever it takes, whatever mom's comfortable with, it's comfortable with me.
0: How many, how many times a year do you think that happens in Alabama? Not with a mom, but with a different family member? Or a guy crawls into bed wearing an Alabama jersey <laughs> no, to go sleep I'm not even
1: them. I'm not even gonna go there. I don't want to <laughs> take a shot at them. We've <laughs> already beat them. We don't have to we don't have to take shots at them. No, we, we, can't,
0: them. we can't take shots. Like we, I I, we I can't take any shots at Oklahoma right now. Like if I talk trash about their education or their lack of teeth, like it doesn't hit because we lost to them, but we beat Bama, so we could talk all the trash we want to those fools.
1: Yeah, we can talk about Waco at any time. Win, lose, or draw with them, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's plenty to talk about with Chip and JoJo and David <laughs> Koresh up there. <laughs> Koresh can take over for Dave Aranda,
1: wow, what
0: doing all right. Let's give some loves to some sponsors. How about you see the shirt I got, Buck?
1: Ali Pop. some love to Oli shirts.
0: Oh, I love this stuff. The Bucks, a believer, our guy Chip Brown, who you can hear from. One to three every day right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. He's a believer and a lot of you people out there. Yeah, if you've tried Olipop, you're also a believer. This stuff is legit. It's the soda that you grew up sipping, but it's actually good for you. Yeah, think about how bad a soda is. Next time you're at the store, look at the back of a Coke can or a Sprite can and be like, oh, God, this, this is it. This is what I'm putting into my system. Is it worth yeah. it. Well, the good news about Olipop is you get that flavor, You get that same soda flavor that you've always loved, but this stuff is actually good for you. Inside of every can, you're getting a blend of seven unique botanicals, plant fibers, and prebiotics, nine grams of fiber in every can of Olipop, only two to five grams of sugar in every can of Olipop, very few calories as well, and the flavor is absolutely there. Y'all know me. I don't like to eat healthy or drink healthy or do anything healthy. I want my fast food, but... I actually enjoy Olipop because it tastes like soda. i had given up soda so I could eat all my fast food and crap all the time. That was the sacrifice I had to make. But I always loved that soda flavor. I always missed that soda flavor. Now I get my soda craving, but I also get something that helps my digestive health too. This stuff has changed the game And it's changed my life. It can change yours, too. Pick up Ollipop wherever you get your groceries. Thanks to them for joining us here at TSU.
1: Let me tell you about my friends at Texas Orthopedic. If you're seeking specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, adults, of course. Spinal care, sports medicine. How about this? Rheumatology. Joint replacement, you know, like I had the old knee replaced. And, of course, rheumatology and even more. Christopher Danny, who I coached at the University of Texas, as I said, it was great to see him this weekend. And Christopher Stockton, the great kicker over there, they're dedicated orthopedic surgeons there. And their goal is to get you back into good health and, of course, that great quality of life that you deserve. Visit txortho.com for more information. They are the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. Check them out at txortho.com, my friends
0: absolutely shout out to them and
1: also shout out to our friends oh how about my fingers how about my fingers when i got that shot last week look at it wow how about trigger finger all of a sudden it's back yes you know what that's from opening up that olipop getting the exercise yes thank you very much olipop for helping strengthening the trigger finger that's right
0: look at what olipop does if your finger can't bend you drink this stuff. Hell, you don't even have to drink it. You just open the can and it's going to yes. change your life, huh? Love it. Uh, that is awesome. Hey, a place you can buy Olipop is 7 Eleven, and you can oh, buy it. Yeah. Everything at 7-Eleven. God, I love these folks. There's one right by where I live. I go all the time. They've got the Slurpees. They've got the Big Gulps. Of course, if you're driving to work this morning and you need a coffee, they've got you at 7-Eleven. The snacks, the taquitos, the pizza, the nachos, they've got it all. You know you know what 7-Eleven has. Keep your hands beard.
1: off the rotisserie, please. Don't put your hands on the wieners, okay? I I, I checked out somebody attempting to do that the other day at oh. uh, my 7-Eleven. I almost wanted to go over and smack their hands like your mom would do, but I thought better of it. I didn't want to get shanked, so I decided not to. <laughs> they didn't use the tongs? They were using their hands? They were reaching in there to roll the thing around. It wasn't quite done on one side. I'm oh. like, dude, we don't do this, Mr. Construction guy. I don't know where your hands have been. a was- break. By the way, thank you to Ashish over there because the 7-Eleven bathroom over there, because at my age, you never know when bathroom calls will happen. Very clean. I I do not mind telling people when I go out that they have the wonderful bathroom. I mean, I I just let them know their restrooms when it's clean. I'll let you know you're doing a good job.
0: Yeah, because not enough
1: people give credit to people that keep those places kind of clean for you. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, have not been to that bathroom yet, but that's good to know.
1: Yeah, it uh, it is clean. I don't need you to live there and then go wash up in there. I don't need you doing that, BK. You have an apartment now, so you don't need. No, I don't need you hanging out by the dumpster either. Well.
0: If people don't keep watching and listening to our content, <laughs> that might be where I'm headed. Shoot. Shout out to our friends at 7-Eleven, though. Love those folks. And also, shout out to our friends at Uh, We've got a couple of pretty badass events coming yeah. to our fair burg over the next few weeks. Of course, ACL Weekend 2 gets going on Friday. And then F1. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course, the CODA text line, 512-222-9328. CODA is a great sponsor, and we love having CODA on board with us here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. But if you're looking for tickets to either of those events or any sporting game, sporting game, wow, I really get paid to talk about sports for a living, huh? There you go. Um, They got them on Centextickets.com, Longhorns, Aggies, Red Raiders, Waco High, it doesn't matter. Oh, we might be getting a – Rangers, Astros, ALCS. If you're looking for tickets on that, send text tickets.com. They've got you covered.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, And, of course, I've been waiting to talk to Shelby because you never know when a guy like Andrea Bucelli shows back up at the Moody Center. I'll be front and center for that event. No matter the price, that's what I pay to see that cat. That's uh, exactly what I do. It's not like I'm going to go see Lana Turner or whatever her name is. Still not a person. Creed, you know.
0: Hold on now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, I, they were
0: uh, They were on the TV broadcast last night. Joe Davis and John Smoltz were talking about Creed because that's what the Rangers have apparently been listening to throughout the last couple of weeks as they've found their way to the American League Championship Series. They were saying that there's some sort of cruise next year where Creed's going to be performing. It's like a bunch mm-hmm. of late 90s, early 2000s bands that'll be on the cruise. And I'll tell you what, if the Rangers find a way to win the World Series, they won't. I will be on that cruise. I'm going to need to go with that ship. There you oh, go. I'm going, dude, I, I don't care. I'm hanging out with Creed for a week. That thing is going to be all Rangers fans, I think, if uh, they find a way to win this deal. How but it's awesome dead would dead. that be? Yeah. Bocelli, is he that good live?
1: Uh, he is awesome live. He is uh, absolutely awesome. And the, and the sounds in the Moody Theater just make it sound so much better, man. It's, it's incredible. Mm. The mood this, makes that thing happen, it makes that show happen.
0: Is this what you had? the condition you had, the trans-Siberian
1: orchestra? <laughs> That's for the holiday season. No, dude. and don't think I haven't seen that group play before either. There you go. Oh I man. St-
0: I, I still uh, I still haven't been to a concert at the mood yet.
1: Apparently, yeah, it's I, awesome.
0: Like everyone's swe- uh, like the Irwin Center was one of the worst places ever to catch a concert.
1: except for Andrea Bocelli. he made that place sound magnificent. I mean yeah. like that guy can sing anywhere, so it doesn't matter. But in in the mood, he was fabulous, BK. I had great seats to it, except for the dude behind me kept singing the songs. I said, I didn't come here. And I actually turned around, dude, I didn't come here to hear you sing. I came here to hear him sing, not you trying to sing in Italian. Please spare me. (laughs) There was this Mexican dude behind me trying to sing in Italian. I'm like, dude, come on, man.
0: That's that's the tough part about concerts, man. Like people want to sing, you know, you know, the words you want well, to show everybody I that know you know,
1: Richie and dance on the ceiling or something. Sing to that crap. I mean, you see you these know? videos from these Taylor
0: Swift concerts where these girls are just screaming this lyrics at the top of their lungs. It's like, imagine having to you pay a thousand bucks for a ticket and you got to sit next to that. Yikes,
1: man, oh, man.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. You can't be singing to every song. If you want to sing to a hit or something, that's fine. But, yeah, I'm with you on that.
1: The only song you need to sing at a concert is Sweet Carolina. And if you don't go to that – song, if you're not at that concert, don't sing the other songs. Let the people enjoy them, okay? What's the name of that song? Is it Sweet Caroline"? Bum, bum,
0: bum. Yeah, I thought you said Sweet Carolina. I was like, no, I know no, there's a no, north, no. there's a south, there's an east. I didn't know there was a sweet as another state <laughs> no. in our union.
1: What are you thinking I am? Miss South Carolina, maybe I need some maps and such as. Oh, might <laughs> to, we might
0: have to play that for the second day in a row because. Oh, why not? It. All right, let's uh let's get into some NFL MVP odds. You know, you do the Bucky Heisman watch every Thursday, so we'll yeah. have that tomorrow to give to the Bucks updates on who he has as the front runners for the most prestigious award in college football. But what about the most prestigious individual honor in the NFL, Buck? If you were setting the odds in Vegas right now, who would be your favorite five weeks into the NFL season?
1: I would have to put Christian McCaffrey as one. And then of course I would have to put um, Patrick Mahomes as two. Okay. You're not
0: too far off from where Vegas is right now, but it's not Christian McCaffrey. Who's the betting favorite to win the MVP.
1: Don't even say Purdy. Don't even, don't even say Brock Purdy is leading the charge right now.
0: Broccoli Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is the favorite in the desert. Wouldn't the NFL 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 just love to do that? Oh, yeah, Mr. Irrelevant (laughs) in his second year in the league to be the guy to win the Most Valuable Player Award. What a story that – I mean, Brock Purdy's story is already ridiculously good. Oh, it is. You could retire today and you could already turn it into a movie. It's, It's that special. But, yeah, if he goes out there and wins MVP and the Niners right now are the Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl, if we're talking about that type of year, yo.
1: Yeah, I mean, is he ahead of Christian McCaffrey right now?
0: Yep, here are the uh, top – we'll go top ten or so for MVP odds. Brock Purdy, number one. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, your number two is the number two. No surprise, the defending MVP, that guy is – like Tom Brady level, where it's you could really give him the MVP every year if you wanted yep. to, but he won't always win it. To a T, your guy, Mr. Fall School himself, Mr. Jewish Jitsu, number
1: three. Good job. Good job. Hasn't hit the ground yet.
0: Nope. Josh Allen, number four. Despite okay. the uh, ugly start to the year, he's figured some things out. Buffalo is really good right now. Jalen Hurts, number five. Mr. Consistent. Christian McCaffrey is coming in at number six. He's your first non quarterback. And then you've got four more quarterbacks to round out the top ten. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson. Give very, the money
1: back, Lamar. Give the money back.
0: Who, yeah, you're, you're very high on right now. And then Jared Goff, number ten.
1: Mr. Irrelevant, number two. So, well, he was, yeah. What do you mean? He was the first overall pick. He's the opposite of Mr. Irrelevant. That guy's – that no. Okay, I'm good with him at ten. Don't try to slide him up there anywhere else.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, Detroit's 4 and 1. They've got the win over Kansas City, which is probably the most impressive win in the NFL this season, going to Arrowhead and beating that team that is 4 and 1 and of course is the defending champions. Uh so yeah, he look, he's not at the top of the list he shouldn't be, but he No. He uh he can have his name mentioned with some of these other cats with the year that he's had so far.
1: And Brock Purdy is not a that he's a part of what the system is all about. But the system is a bunch of great players around him, including right now the best offensive line in football, the best running back in football, the best wide receivers in football. Is there anything that the San Francisco 49ers aren't the best in right now? The best, Mm -hmm. one of the best tight ends in football, maybe the best right now this year, who's now. It's
0: it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, And they've got what every team wants. They've got a quarterback on a rookie contract with a contending oh. team around him, right? It's the greatest financial advantage in American professional sports. Having a quarterback on a rookie contract and you know, Brock Purdy, he's on a seventh round rookie contract. He's making six figures. So the Niners have all this other money for the next few years to pay Bosa, to pay Kittle, to pay Debo, to pay IUK, to pay McCaffrey, to pay Warner, to pay Greenlaw. I mean, it's, it's the most loaded roster yes. in football. They've drafted well. They've signed well. They've traded well. Obviously, the McCaffrey move was a trade last year. I mean, they, they have just done everything right from a team-building perspective. And
1: Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't see – I saw his parents at the game, BK, and they were in seats. I thought they'd be up in a, in a private suite because they know when it's going to be time to pay that dude after he's won two Super Bowl championships with that team that they may give – may, he may give them a bargain so they can keep some of these. That guy's already living his dream. He, about, he is Purdy? the dream, you know? Yeah, he's living. The, he is the dream.
0: Yeah. Oh man, this is what every everybody dreams of, right? Like, hey, you you get a chance in the NFL, make the most of it. Like, just because yeah. you're a seventh round pick doesn't mean you're a lock to even make the team out a camp. You know, most seventh round picks probably don't make their rosters out of camp and yeah for Brock Purdy to rise to the level that he's risen to where he's MVP favorite five weeks into his second year in the league I mean yes it helps having Kyle Shanahan who's the best offensive mind in the world yes it helps having all that talent around him but man Purdy's making the throws he's going out there he's
1: the guy who's got to throw the ball he has to make the plays yep he's doing it right now hey Dak Dak he has to make the plays but then again you're not surrounded by the kind of people he's surrounded by
0: well Dak Prescott is 11th on the uh, NFL MVP odds right now, which feels about 1,100 spots too high. Okay.
1: Yeah, Josh. I like that. Who is that? The Debo Samuel said, hey, listen, don't get too high on yourselves, Cowboys, because the beating we put on you, it may be worse the next time. Oh. Is that who, said that? who is that who said that to the Cowboys? I think it may have been Debo who said that. It may be worse the next time. Really? It can get worse? doesn't feel that way, but... No, it doesn't feel that way. Those guys were NFL players, too, I believe.
0: Yeah, well, they didn't look like it. It looked like the NFL versus high school on Sunday Night Football. It really did. And, yeah, the Cowboys are getting further and further away from San Francisco. And I I don't know what the Cowboys do next. I mean, they've got a big game on Monday Night Football, right? I mean, look, because of what happened against San Francisco, there are people who are going to be doubting the Cowboys all year long. And you should. Like this team could still be really good, but how the hell can you be confident in them going up against the 49ers if they do have to rematch? And, oh, by the way, you know, that game was in Dallas two playoffs ago. It was obviously in San Fran last year. Uh, It's going to be in San Francisco if there is a rematch this year because the Cowboys aren't going to win the division and the Niners might end up with the best record at football. Hell, they've got it right now. Um, Yeah, They don't
1: don't have enough firepower in Dallas right now. I don't know how that changes during the season. Yeah, there's some teams that they can beat. They may be able to split with Philadelphia, but PK, that team right there is at a different level right now from everybody.
0: Yeah, even
1: yeah. on an off weekend, they're going to beat you by two touchdowns. You know yep. that—that's just the way it looks like for the rest of the NFL playing them right now. Yeah, I mean, I, could this be the undefeated team, Miami Dolphin gang?
0: Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if you want that pressure, right? I mean, we we saw what happened in New England when they went undefeated through the year and. Obviously, we're eighteen and zero going into the Super Bowl, and then lost to the Giants. I mean, no team's going to go out there and try to lose a game. But maybe San Francisco slips up somewhere, or maybe they get to the point where they're
1: like, they may be too good. To, even if they slip up, it's just not enough. They put in some second string guys that are just yeah. just that good right now. I mean they, they yeah. look like a different they look like a different sort of professional football team to me when they yep. take the field. Now they just look different yep. from everybody. No, they, they look know.
0: better than anybody else. I know the Eagles are also 5-0. and I know the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and there are plenty of other great teams around the league, but it, it sure feels like the Niners are in a league of their own at the moment.
1: Boy, they have built something special there right now.
0: Yeah, they have. What, um, yeah, let's see who they play this week. But, yeah, the
1: Cowboys against the
0: Chargers, Monday night football, another primetime game for Dallas. Uh, the eyes of the country will be watching. Yes. Yes. Going into the Cowboys' bye week, so if they lose this one, they'll be on a two-game skid going into their bye week, and you know the rumblings will be very, very loud up in the Metroplex if they can't find a W on Monday nights. Where uh, you, where are you uh, at with this Cowboys team right now, man? I mean, are they even as good as the last two years' teams that obviously couldn't beat San Francisco, but they won 12 games in each of the past two seasons? Are they even that good? Or is no, it- I don't
1: believe I don't believe they're that good. They're just their their offensive line hasn't really got it together. You know, Pollard was – they were expecting a lot of, out of Pollard. They really, really were as a runner. And as you, as we talked about before the show started, BK, this – he's not – I don't know if he's totally healthy or not, but he's, he's not a big dude, and they run him inside an awful lot. You know, they made those big plays with him on the outside. Yes, he can run inside, but he doesn't look as good as the guy that's running for him right now running inside with the football. And they haven't taken him outside. I'm like, you know what? You're looking for all these studs outside to throw to. You need to put him out there and let him catch some balls like he did last year when he made his big plays, you know, screen him and everything else. Running him inside just to say that he can do it and that he is a running back just makes no sense to me. I know they want to run the football, but their best bet is they don't have enough of the running game because their offensive line is always banged up to sustain, like a, a, like against a San Francisco or a Philadelphia. They just don't have that. They're never healthy, not, you know, they, they don't stay. Four or five games with the entire offensive line together. There's always somebody that's going to be missing. And knock on wood, Smith is still hanging in here. The old vet, the Hall of Famer is still, you know, we're getting towards that part of the season where something that guy starts to disappear for a few games, but very fortunate right now that he hasn't. But they don't, they don't, they don't have a, a togetherness on this offensive line. And they don't really have a thumper at run. The other kid is a, a better thumper than, than Pollard is right now.
0: Uh, neither of them are running the ball very well right now. That's a big issue for the Cowboys, right? Like Dak is, Dak is very good at times, and I know people are going to bash me for praising Dak after what we saw on Sunday Night Football, and it's a tough time to be a Dak defender right now. But, you know, we, we, we've always said, even the staunchest Dak defenders are like, no, nah, he, he's not Tom Brady. Like, he can't put the team on his back and go out there no. and win a championship by himself. Like, he's going to have to have the guys around him playing really well to help elevate his game, and the Cowboys just don't have that. They can't run the football right now. I mean, Tony Pollard's averaged, you know, more than five yards a carry over the last two seasons. Right now he's at 4.2, and he clearly does not look like himself. Coming off the injury, I guess it makes sense. but Yeah, I mean, no one on the Cowboys has been able to run the football effectively right now, and that makes life very, very tough. You ask any coach, any player, any football mind that uh, just how difficult it is to – be a good offense if you can't consistently run the football and the Cowboys. Now you're going
1: to be missing rush for a a couple of weeks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The defense has been exposed a couple of times in the last three weeks. Yes, they have. Obviously, Trayvon Diggs is out for the rest of the year. Our guy Jake saying maybe trade for Patrick Sertan from Denver. Uh, You know, that would help. But if you're the Cowboys, are you trying to go all in on this season right now? Like, Sertan might cost you a first-round pick. Well, he's young. He's still on his rookie contract, but you're going to have to pay him soon. Do you want to make that move, give up a first-round pick, and go get him for this year? I don't know. Well, they can't know. go
1: from one of the best the defensive secondaries in the league, and then in three weeks, four weeks later, they're almost getting toward being one of the worst. You just can't do that. So you've got to do whatever you can. I mean, it's the NFL. They will, they will tear you apart back there if you don't fix those problems. But yeah, then again, you got to be able to stop the run, too. When teams say, okay, we're just going to start running against you, you got to be able, that's what you have to stop first, you know? Yep.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they, they couldn't really stop anything on Sunday. Um, obviously, the Arizona game. It's a game different
1: right. team. They, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers is just a cut above, every, now, including the Philadelphia Eagles right now, I believe.
0: It'd be one thing, though, if that was the only bad performance the Cowboys had this season. But right. we saw what happened against Arizona, who is not San Francisco good. So clearly it's not just, uh, you know, the 49ers are the boogeyman and uh, it was just one bad week. It's right. like no, nah, like there, there are multiple teams now through five games who have been able to expose some of the Cowboys' weaknesses. So I don't know. I've never been so confused as a Cowboys fan as to like what the right move is.
1: Well, what, what are they? Offensively, what are they? I mean, C.D. Lamb said, I don't know what we are. I mean, what did he catch, like two passes the other night? He's, he's like questioning, what are we? Yeah. I mean, well, what does Mike McCarthy want us to be? Well, I know what he wants you to be. He wants you to be a run first team. They he can't wants run. he wants yeah, and they can't run. He wants to keep the ball out of Dak's hands where he has to drop back and throw picks and force balls in there, but they can't run. So in order to, to stay with these other teams in the NFL, they're, they're you're, you're not gonna have a powerhouse team where you can run the ball in the NFL. You got to score points. You have that ball has to be in the air, and you got to figure out ways to score points in the air. Nobody's running on anybody in the NFL. This isn't like the Pittsburgh. This isn't Franco Harris. You're not going to do that. The NFL is not like that anymore. They're going to stop that shit. No, that shit's going to get stopped. You're going to have some success, but you're not rushing for 300, 400 yards a game. That's, that doesn't no. happen anymore.
0: No, but you still – I mean, you can't be one-dimensional as an offense. So, believe me, I'm with you. Like, uh, the, the Cowboys – every team needs to have a successful passing attack that goes without question. And you can't just be three yards in a cloud of dust. You can't be running it on every first and 10 and second and 10 like no, but you have to also be able to run the football. You know, this and the Cowboys can't, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's bad. They're in purgatory right now. I still think the Cowboys win double digit games. I still think they make the playoffs. Maybe I'm foolish for thinking that, but cool. You made the playoffs. That's not been the problem for the Cowboys over the last 25 years. They've been able to make the playoffs a lot, especially in the last five or six years. They've been amongst the league leaders in regular season wins. Problem is, in the playoffs, like all of the teams around them, in that statistic, regular season win leaders, are winning in the playoffs. You've got the Chiefs in there. You've got the Eagles in
1: there. Detroit's a better better football team than the Cowboys are right now.
0: Yeah, I'd pick Detroit to be Dallas on a neutral field. I wouldn't have told you that before this past weekend, but how can you not? How can you not right now? i never wanted
1: to think of it as the, the kneecap biter. You know, the fighting Dan Campbell's is being better than the Dallas Cowboys. They are. Yep. And that's scary. That's a scary thought right there.
0: What do they do? I mean, can the Cowboys do anything this year? Or is it just you ride with what you've got and then reassess in the offseason?
1: Well, I, I just don't think when, you, when a player gets hurt that you can just say the season's over with. I don't think at, at this level of football, your, your backups have to be good enough. They have to be able to sustain because that guy's not coming back. That cornerback's not coming back. So your your backups, you have to this is this is about how you draft, who you draft, I mean the types of players that you draft. They can't be just dudes walking out onto the field with a helmet on and some shoulder pads and pretending to cover quality wide receivers in the NFL. Your secondary can't be horse shit when one guy goes down. Somebody no. has to come in there and they they can't go from number 2 in pass defense to like number 28. You can't do that.
0: No. And that's I mean- We're talking about a corner, not a quarter, a corner back. Yes. That should not tank your season. But the problem is, it's not just Trayvon Diggs. It's not like, oh, the secondary's bad, but everything else has been fine. It's like, Trayvon Diggs doesn't play quarterback. Trayvon Diggs doesn't play running back. He doesn't, you know, stop the run. I know technically he's in on the run defense, but he's not one of the guys who's really tasked with stopping the run. Like, it's just – it's a bunch of different things for the Cowboys. Well, when you lose right? that
1: dude, that dude has counted for turnovers that are scores. Uh-huh. Like I said, he doesn't just intercept balls. He he gets picked six. He he does that when your offense can't do crap right now. Yeah. it's a big you loss. Know, that, that hurt.
0: People dunk on Trayvon Diggs. I mean, he, he gets burned. Hey, breaking news, cornerbacks are going to get burned when they're going up against the best receivers in football. That's how it works. But, yeah, he's one of the best in the league, and uh, his loss has been – hurting Dallas, but shit, everything else has been hurting the Cowboys. Yes, too. it has. Yes, yes I'll it say, has.
1: But as you said, they're they're 10, 11, 12 games that they'll win, but they'll beat the you know the star Rans. They'll beat Washington twice. They got the New York football giants. They may split with Philadelphia, but when it when it comes time in the playoffs, you know we'll you're right. We'll find out an awful lot about them because you know the uh the Los Angeles Chargers they've got some they've got some thoughts about their quarterback too. You know that guy's been on. I'm going to be the next great one. I've got a bunch of records, but can I win? He's. I mean, that's a collision course between those two cats on Monday night. Yep. It really is.
0: Yep, it is. Yep, it is. Two, uh, two fan bases that I think want to fire their head coaches, going up in that one on Monday night. Football. And they're leaning
1: on their quarterbacks. They're expecting their quarterbacks to be better.
0: Yeah. Agreed. 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 All right, let's uh, shift gears and get into some Texas football conversation. I want to ask you a question about Quinn Ewers, Buck. But before we do that, some love to some of our sponsors. How about our friends out at Covert B Cave?
1: I love these folks since 1909. No, I wasn't born then. I wasn't around in 1909, but there was just a few years later that I was born. So they've been doing it since 1909, BK. They've been serving Central Texas with cars and trucks, and they've got an incredible location out there in Bee Cave, Texas. USA America. And they've got all kinds of brands out there, seven different brands the Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And they've also got Chevy and Hutto, and they've got Ford and Hutto. And they also have Lincoln and Ford right here in Austin, Texas. And if you need your car service, when you go to these folks, believe me, they have 86, not 18, 86 service bays that await you. You get your car in, you get your car out. And if you want to see a lot filled with cars and, you, you know, you talk about people that, well, when am I going to get my car? Are there cars available? Go out there to B cave and take a look over there. If you're coming from Austin, look to the left. If you're coming from Marble Falls, look to the right there in beautiful Sweetwater and you will see some of the best looking rides out there. And the lot is packed with cars. They've got, pl- and trucks. They got plenty of them that are waiting you. We got an opportunity to drive in a couple that I was in the Buick Enclave that I did return. I, Almost tried to lose it, but I did return that (laughs) beautiful enclave. And you are in that beautiful Denali. And that thing, those cars are fantastic. And the people out there are fantastic, too. While you're out there, say hello to Mike, of course, and Dan Covert. And say hello to Stacy and Jerome, the whole gang out there. They await you. Nobody beats a Covert deal. Not now. Not ever.
0: Not ever. They're the best in the business. There's no doubt about that.
1: All right. Speaking of the best in the business,
0: see these TVs behind me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were done by the best in the business. And size matters, according to science. Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual
1: Consultations. Scientific data proves it size does matter. The bigger and wider your television is, the better. Football season is here, and the time is now to get your entire audio video
0: experience tuned up and ready. New flat screens, projection video, Dolby True HD Surround, all the goodies at great prices and followed up with great service. So call us at 255-8678. That's 255-8678. Or on the web at avconsultations.com. Love them. Yes, indeed, size matters. I got a couple of 55-inchers behind me in the other room. A I got
1: whole 55-inch, that's all you got? I got huh. an 85-incher with width and girth. Oh,
0: you that's can great. take 85 inches, huh?
1: Yeah, it's there, it's there man. It is there. I, I love that TV. And I, I mean, I'll tell you, I love it for soccer. I love it for the NHL. And for folks that say that you, if you don't understand the NHL, on an 85-incher, you can see everything that you need to see. I know it's better to be live. And that's a, that's that particular sport. I love to be live at it. If you really understand the game of, of, of hockey, but dude, on these TVs, you can see everything that you need to see. If you like hockey right there at the house,
0: you can follow the puck.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: That's everyone's biggest complaint when they're trying to watch hockey and they don't know how it works. Like out
1: of their mouths when they get hit, you know, when they get that fork check and get that stick to the face, I love Damn. it. See that blood squirting. It's great. Hockey is so
0: freaking back, man. It's awesome. Opened up last night with three games. The Vegas Golden Knights got to raise the banner out there in Sin City. Uh, the Dallas Stars open up their season tomorrow. Oh, and they night. didn't get to
1: raise a banner, though, did they? No. No banner no. raising there. Okay. No. Neither did the Bruins. They didn't get to raise their their banner either. Really I like to joke. go see a Golden Knight. I like to see a, a, a hockey game there. That'd be awesome.
0: I still haven't been. I've been to Vegas like five times in the last year or two, and just something has popped up to where I can't go to a Vegas Golden Knights game. It's what do you do? Me. Just
1: go to see Elvis? Are there? How many Elvises have you seen there, though?
0: Four thousand. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're everywhere. I thought that guy was dead, and here he no. is. Oh, shit. No. I thought he was over there. No, there he is over there.
1: He's everywhere in
0: Vegas, man. Uh, the, 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 the amount of Elvises and the amount of boobs that you see, just, <laughs> just some you want to see and some that you don't want to see. Oh, they're, no. They're just out there in Vegas all the time. But yeah, hockey's back. I think I'm the second most excited person in Austin. Tom McKay of AV Consultations, the most excited person that uh, the NHL and, of course, the Texas Stars out there in Cedar Park getting up Absolutely. and rolling here shortly, too. Uh, big hockey fans here and uh, love that. Love that. Love that. Shout out to AV consultations for their support of us. And also a shout
1: out to our friends at great
0: blue Heron. That's what Furniture. I need.
1: Now I need that. I need that big leather couch to sit on watching all this good stuff.
0: I'm telling you, if you want to upgrade the couch at your house, you got to go to great or better yet, just click the link in the video description below. If you're watching on YouTube, and boom, you see it. This company has been around since 1991. You don't last that long unless you are selling a really, really good product. And man, this furniture is ridiculous. It's the most stylish. It's the best looking. It's the most comfortable. It is the most well-built furniture that you can find anywhere. Don't go to IKEA. Come on, like, get you a good couch or a good recliner. You're gonna or be spending you half a your of cardboard. Yeah. Come on. You're getting older out there. All right. <laughs> Dude, I'm almost 30, man. I'm going to need a recliner to where I can just lean back and fall asleep watching sports. I'm getting close to that age, or I need one of these meaning I got to go to great blue hair and furniture. And Hey, if I do live for a long time, this furniture is going to last a long time because it's built to last for decades, not just for a couple of years where it's like, ah, let's just buy this cheap couch and we'll buy another one when we move. No, this is something that you're going to have forever. And it's something you're going to be proud of forever. And hey, people are going to be walking into your house like, damn, where did you get that couch? Like that's, you want to be the envy of your friends and family. Greatblueheronfurniture.com. I'm telling you, man, that the chairs, the couches, the bar stools. It would have looked
1: perfect at my house if I'd have gone 281 and seen my little farmhouse. Yep. Yeah, my little Texas style farmhouse it would have been perfect. I'll get that. I'll get my wife to move there to our second home before it's all said and done. She'll be living out on 281. That's right. In Heiko somewhere. That's right.
0: They got the crocodile. They've got the leather. They've got the cowhide. They've got everything, man. And it looks gorgeous. Get you a headboard, too, for that new bed out there in uh, whatever random-ass city you're going to randomly move (laughs) to at some point in the future. GrayBlueHairAndFurniture.com, or better yet, just click the link in the description below. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off (laughs) That's right. Hook them 15% off just like that. No ifs, ands, or buts about it at greatblueherrenfurniture.com. Okay, Buck, let's talk Quinn Ewers. We've got a little back and forth going on in our YouTube chat line right now. Uh, From David, he says, I keep getting blocked. No, we're not blocking you, David. We don't respond to every comment. Sorry about that, but you're here and we appreciate that you're here. Uh, David says, Quinn is not that guy and that the truth hurts. And there's a random shot at Todd Dodge in there, too. Uh your thoughts on Quinn Ewers man I mean it was an up and down game for him obviously the three turnovers were huge the two interceptions on the first two offensive possessions of the game then the fumble early in the third quarter uh the Texas defense did a good job I mean OU only scored I think 7 points off of those turnovers but still turnovers momentum changing plays in a game yes. like that at the Cotton Bowl that was the bad Quinn Ewers set a school record on Saturday he completed 19 straight passes which broke, uh, I think, a Colt McCoy record from back in 08. Uh, Ewers ended the game 24 of his last 26. Obviously, was a big part of Texas being able to come back from 10 down to take the lead with just over a minute to go. So he did do some things very well on Saturday. Uh, we'll hear from Sark in a moment, but for you, uh, we're midway through the season now. and Obviously, Quinn Ewers' his second season as the starting quarterback in Austin, where are you at? What's your confidence level in Quinn Ewers being the right guy for this team? And where does he stack up amongst the best in college football?
1: Well, he, like every other quarterback, they need help. They need guys to, to step up. I thought they wasted a really good effort by Jordan Whittington with 10 catches in the football game. We were waiting to see Whittington step up. He did. You can't turn the ball over three times. You, you just can't do that. You have to protect the football. When you fumble the football, that's and once again, that's not your football. That's our football. Yeah. When you direct yourself and look at a receiver and guys are playing one, two, three, one, two, three, who's going to take the ball. When three guys are there, you can't throw it in that direction when they're, they're doing that for the football. You, you have to have, you have to be having a consistency about you. Yeah. You can be consistent at parts of the game, but as the quarterback, you can't turn the ball over. And he did, he did that three times. Now, yeah. some of that on the coach, once again, that this isn't all preneur's fault. This is, I mean, you don't need to start out the game by getting your wide receiver blown up for minus two once again and then knowing what you're going to do the second time. You still have an opportunity to turn around and hand that ball off to one of the best running backs in the country. It doesn't mean because you got blown up and now you're second and 12 that you actually have to then put your quarterback in that type of game in a position that he's got to throw – that he has to throw the ball. I mean, let some things yeah. happen first before you start firing it all over the place with him. I – I I, I, I still like, I still think he's the quarterback. I still think there's a lot uh, that he can do to get better. But one thing he can't do is he, you can't give up the ball three times and make, make people feel good about it. You just can't, whether it's a fumble or whether you're making poor decision on where you throw the ball and you're, you're looking at your receivers dead at them and then throwing it to them. Yep. That's the maturity that he has to show is just say, okay, we're down 7 nothing but I or, or whatever, but I can't afford to throw a pick right now and I definitely can't afford a fumble. If I'm in with all this traffic around me, and my guys aren't playing as great as they can right now, it's up to me to protect the ball. It's up for me to protect the team. I said before that this guy is the guy that the team looks to—not just the offense, but the defense looks to him to protect the football too. He didn't do that Saturday, but yeah. he's not—he's not. He's not the guy's not a bust. He's not the guy. You, it's time to replace him. No, it's time to get some things done. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that they have to do after a loss like that. Yeah, the quarterback has to be fixed, but he still can win a bunch of games for you. He can still get you to the championship.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, the, guy that's,
1: get. that's the guy who's going to get you to the championship right there.
0: Look, like let's not act like Quinn Ewers has had turnover problems all year long. Like right. He had one turnover in the first five games of the season. He had been playing smart football. Now, had it all been perfect? No. I mean, the Rice game, the Wyoming game, there have been some inconsistencies with Quinn Ewers, but right. he had done a good job protecting the football until Saturday And that changed. So I'm not all of a sudden worried that Quinn Ewers is going to be turning the football over two or three times a game, every game forward. He just uh, made a couple of mistakes. One of those turnovers I don't think was his fault. Uh, I think there was some bad luck with the Jatavion Sanders play. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that one's unfortunate, but obviously the other two, I mean a horrible read on that second play of the game. That was a disaster. That was all on Quinn. And then the fumble, like, dude, it's, it's third and long. Like you're not picking up that first down. Just, just slide.
1: Or chuck it out of bounds, get into a group. And if you can chuck it to the out to the sidelines, just chuck it. He uh, I mean, I've no he, he picked doesn't up do like that six enough or seven
0: me. yards. Like, I have no problem yeah. with him taking off and picking up some yards to help with field sure. position. But like, look, it's one thing if you're close to the first down and you do that and you fumble, it still sucks. You don't want that to happen, but you understand, all right, hey, I'm diving, I'm gonna take this hit to try to pick up extra yards. But yeah, he was like five yards short of the line to gain. It's like, dude, don't don't take this hit number one because we need you healthy. And number two, yeah, don't fumble the
1: freaking football right there. He adds to the problems of the team when he turns the ball over, but he wasn't the problem on Saturday. They, in, their inability to score at the one-yard line was ridiculous. You yeah. know, you, you wish Jordan Whittington could have got one more half a yard and got it in there, and he had a great game. But nobody said, oh, my God, come on, Jordan, give me another yard. You know what I'm saying? This is a rivalry game. We need that extra yard. Everybody has to do something a little bit extra ordinary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know the, the difference kids. between ordinary and extraordinary is that little extra. Well, yeah, oh, you didn't no, get no that. shit! I can read. I know the difference in and how you, you spell I mean, those I mean, two words. I mean, why don't you get back in the car line, and I can help you with that tip for kids <laughs> in the car line. It's that little extra, and that that didn't happen. And you didn't need you didn't need a whole lot from the quarterback, as you said. He was he was firing on you know in the second half. He got some things done, even though it wasn't great calls by the head coach. The head yeah. coach was not good in the second quarter. Cor- I mean, the second half. He was not good, guys. The first, the first half, because his team wasn't prepared to play, he had to pull some rabbits out of his rear end, which he did. He had to make some calls. He had to make some things happen. And he did because the, the score could have been 30 to nothing at that halftime, and nothing was going to bring him back. But in the second half, when he needed to pull that rabbit out of his hat, the head coach didn't do that. And, yeah. and he doesn't always have to fling it all around the place. Once again, he's got one of the best runners who about every four or five carries – Make something big happen. So give him another opportunity to do that. Don't put that kid in in the situation. No, Quinn Ewers would still be my quarterback from this point on. Yeah, he can get is, you to the championship game.
0: There's no doubt about that for me. Let's hear from Sark. This was from Monday. To think was this after the game? No, this was Monday's press conference. Uh, Sark was asked a question about Quinn Ewers and how he was able to bounce back after the three turnovers. Take a listen. Let's
1: compare last year to this year. You know of how far he's come from a maturity standpoint, a confidence standpoint. You know, a year ago, for any quarterback, you throw two picks your first two drives that you're on the field. That that can that can rattle that can rattle you pretty good. Um, and the response that he showed to at one point, I think, complete 19 passes in a row in that game, um, I thought
0: was, was really tremendous. Under some duress, you know, he was – they sacks, he had a fumble in there, he
1: got hit pretty good, scrambling. Uh, but I thought the poise and composure he showed um, was was indicative of a guy who's growing in confidence, who's maturing, uh, and definitely a guy that I know we're, uh, we can count on at a high level here the second half of the season. And he's right. They can count on him the second half. But, Coach, you don't have him for three or four more years. This isn't like your team. It's maturing every year and getting – he's not going to be around that much longer. You don't need him turning the football over. If you want to have a true mature guy, don't give the other guys the ball three times. You can't do that. It's not championship football. It's not championship quarterback play right now either. Yeah. So you get, you got to help him out. That's what your job is. That's why you make $25 million a year. Your job, or whatever it is, or 25 or, or 8 or whatever, it, it's a, your job is to help that guy out. Yep. Help, him, help him become the mature guy that he's not going to throw it to the other guys that many times. You, you just have to do that. And I think there's still a lot of, a lot of learning for this kid. I think, he's, I think he's come a long way, as the head coach says. But, dude, in a championship, that was a championship football game right there Saturday. Yeah, but he's give, gonna,
0: give Oklahoma some credit. I mean, their defense was really, really good. It was one of the best in football going in. And even though Texas was able to put up almost 550 yards of total offense in the game, like they forced three turnovers and they had the huge goal line stand. And obviously, right. they forced a field goal on Texas's second to last drive of the game, which allowed them to march down the field and score the game winning touchdown. So, yeah, uh, would, defense deserves a lot.
1: You would have seen this in the beginning of the season. And now we're getting to this point and he's still doing these things that would be different for me, but I, I think he can play at a championship level. He just didn't do that on Saturday. No, and that
0: was, that was the first big game where he hasn't done that. Right. Like, I mean, maybe you could say TCU last year, I guess that was a big game with the undefeated Horn Frogs going to town, but I just think Alabama and Oklahoma, right? Like it felt like Quinn was three for three in those games. I know he only played one quarter against Bama last year, but he was great in that he was great against OU last year and 49 to nothing. And he couldn't have been better in tuscaloosa in week two so he just he had gotten the moniker big game quinn and i think people expected myself included for him to just have another big game in a big game and as good as he was in the second half like you said you can't give the ball away three times and call it a great quarterback game so he's clearly better than last year like i, I think there's yes. actually some credence to what stark said at the beginning of what we just played where he's like you know, that can rattle a quarterback if you throw interceptions on your first two drives of the games. And I think last year that would have rattled Quinn. And it would have been like – Oh, no, no they would have had heard. to
1: pull him. I, they would have had to yeah. pull him last well, they, year. Well, they
0: wouldn't have because they never did last year, right? Yeah. But, like, it would have been like uh, the Oklahoma State game or the TCU game where Texas fans were like, why is Hudson Card not out there? Like, right. Quinn Yours doesn't have it today. Why? Why are we not doing something else at quarterback? Like, it could have gotten to that point where fans would have been like, yeah, why is uh, Malik Murphy not out there? Maybe there were some fans who were, but it wasn't a, a bunch of them because Ewers was able to write the ship. But yeah, that's the difference, I think, in the maturity level of Quinn this year versus last year. The fact that, yeah, no, he was able to, put together a couple of really good drives and make some really, really good throws and put up some great numbers despite things not going his way early on. Yeah, Not I mean, the best viewer's performance, but I think another sign that no, he's a different guy who continues to progress in his development.
1: Yeah. I, I like to, the head coach to make better decisions than the, the quarterback. I, I expect he's still growing the quarterback. And I don't think you're going to see him have too many games like that. We haven't, you know what I mean? We've just seen him as truly been really kind of the star in these other games, you know, but, no quarter – there's going to be tip balls. Balls aren't going to be always thrown on the money. You have to help the quarterback out. But I expect the, the, the head coach to figure out at the one-yard line what to do and keep uh-huh. his defensive players over there on the defensive side of the ball and quit playing this other horse shit that they're playing now. Because that's garbage. That is, that's truly garbage what they're doing right now. That's gimmicky. That's not, that's not winning football. That's – I'll show you football by, by the head dude. That's what that is. That's Mario Cristobal, goofy football right there. I'll show you that I won't only put one defender in there to be my lead blocker. I'm going to bring another guy over there to show you that I know exactly what I'm talking about. And you know what I'll do next time? I'll hand it off to one of those guys just to prove a point to you. Quit trying to prove points to us. Yeah, We don't care. You got away with it. Brian Murphy, Byron caught a pass for a touchdown. You fooled everybody. You don't have to keep trying to fool them every weekend with something. Find something where you can get your star running back the ball at the one-yard line. Give him some creases. Let that dude make a decision. Not let some fat ass that's got his butt in the hole you know, get stuffed up. And now, now the running back's like, oh, do I go left? Do I go right? Do I go right up this guy's rear end? I can't get over the top of his big ass. There is no hole because he's getting stoned by guys that actually go in and make tackles for a living. I mean, quit doing these weird little – It's not a, it doesn't have to be a gimmick game. It, it really doesn't have to you've got enough players not to have to be gimmicky all the time. Yeah. You really do. It's nice to know that, Oh no, he's one of the great play callers in college football. It's no, I want him to be one of the great winners in college football. I don't care about his play calling. I want him to make, I want him to make good decisions for the offense and the defense and for the football team. And right now that, that short yardage red zone deal is, is not it. And for three, for you to fall for that for three times. And I mean, that's an ego thing. That's, that's offensive calling ego right there. That's just yeah. the what it is,
0: you know. It's a, it's a demeasuring contest, right? Yeah, I don't. Sark was, was trying to show Venables that his was bigger, and he's like, ah, "I'm going to keep calling this play, and it's going to work." And it didn't. Like, I,
1: and, and do I believe I'll see those guys, one of those guys in the backfield again? Yes, I do, because I don't think he's truly learned.
0: Well, we and know I, it can work, Buck. Like they've scored, a, they've scored a couple of touchdowns doing that this year. But you can't call that play three times in a row. Like I, I don't think you would have had a problem with it. If They did that on first down and then they're like, Oh, we got pushed back, let's do something
1: else. Yes, no doubt. I don't need to have it done twice to me.
0: Right. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, the biggest issue to me is that they did it three times in a row. Like, I I I won't be yelling at the TV if Byron Murphy and Devondre Sweat are on the field for a goal line situation. I will be yelling at the TV if they try it on first down, they get pushed back again, and then they try it again on second and third down. Just like to that,
1: prove a point to you.
0: Exactly. Like that's that's the issue right there. And Sark said it. We played the audio yesterday. Like Sark said it sucked. He said he screwed up. He said in hindsight he wishes he did something different on third and fourth down than what he actually did. And I, you know, I appreciate him admitting that. Obviously, I, I wish he didn't do it in the game so we didn't have to talk about it and we wouldn't have to talk about it. But I think uh, like I, I think he's learned. It's a learning experience for him too. He messed it up, it was dumb, it didn't work, and you've got to wear it. But the red zone offense—that's got to be fixed because that's that's the one thing. Trey and I were talking about this yesterday, Buck. Like most of what went wrong for Texas against Oklahoma, that was the first time they had those problems all year, right? Turnovers—that was the most turnovers they've had in the game. Right? Penalties—that was the most penalties they've had in the game. The two minute defense—that hasn't been a huge issue for Texas. That was a huge issue for Texas. Uh, a couple of other things like not being able to get pressure, not being able to win up front. Obviously, you credit Oklahoma for that stuff, but that was the first time that it happened to Texas. So it's like, all right, I'm not that concerned with those issues because for five out of the six games, Texas has been fine with that stuff. Now, they've got to figure it out for a potential rematch, but still, like I, I'm OK with that. The red zone offense has been a problem in every game this year. That is the biggest issue with Texas because it's six games now and they are 122nd in the country in red zone touchdown percentage. That is the number one priority or it needs to be the number one priority for this coaching staff and this team during the open week is to find a way to figure out how to punch the ball in because this offense is too damn good to be settling for field goals or to be getting stopped at the one yard line when you have a first and goal from a yard out. They have not, to when, you figure have the running, out.
1: not when you have the running back that they have.
0: No, or that anybody they have. They've got like a, the number two tight end of the country. They've got Xavier Worthy, who might be a first round pick. They've got AD Mitchell. Like they've got Quinn Ewers. Like they have way too much talent. They got a couple of offensive linemen that could be first round picks. Like it is a joke. It is a joke that the red zone offense is as bad as it is. They have to fix that during this bye week.
1: Yeah, and and but the quarterback will continue, I believe, to just keep getting better at certain things. And and once that's one of the
0: things he's got to get better at, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And he and he just he can't he can't turn them. You can't give the ball away. It doesn't matter what level of football you play. You can't you can't even though they somebody makes a great play on the ball or whatever in the pocket, you have to protect the ball. You got to understand that. You can't have some guy – you you've got to feel that, people all around you. You've been playing this position for a long, long time. You know, you understand that they go for the ball, they swipe at the ball. You have to protect that football. You can't throw in the coverage. I mean, you, you as a quarterback, you're still going to make some of those mistakes because you're going to – there's going to be a time where you think, I had it. No, no, no. It was just that close to me having it. But you just got to think about everybody when you do it. And he hasn't had that, And he hasn't had that problem. And I don't figure he's going to have that problem again. No. I mean, I'm not saying that from this point on that that kid's gonna be a, a perfect quarterback. No, because he's gonna throw another pick. That's yeah. just him. He's going. He's going That's to try everybody.
0: To- Caleb Williams yeah. throws interceptions. It, it happens. I mean, yours for as bad as he was at times last year, he only threw six picks, and he's got yeah, what three team, this right. season. So he's on right. pace for six because they played half the game. So like he he doesn't have the major turnover bug. I'm not super worried about. No, that,
1: I'm not either. This they have to do in order to be a championship team. They have to do championship things. And three turnovers is it. Red zone's not it. Hey, ride your running back. Don't need to see your young running back in there getting him reps in the third and fourth quarter. Really? When you've got a breakaway guy there who every once in a while, he splits it for 30 yards for a touchdown run. So why not give him those six or seven carries? Why not do that? Take your chance there. There's plenty of time. Non-existent. Isaiah New York, does he still play there? <laughs>
0: He doesn't play. He's on the team, but he doesn't play. Okay. You know, probably no point in talking about that dude anymore, no, sadly. No. Texas played like a bunch of vanilla boys. I don't know what that means. White
1: boys? No, he means just there. nothing else over, nothing excited about anything that they did on Saturday.
0: Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 512-222-9328. That's the code of text line. A text comes in. BK, don't forget that for four of the six games, Texas didn't really play anyone um I, I i don't know if well let's see i would say alabama's somebody i would say kansas is somebody and
1: wyoming, i would say wyoming to, is somebody yeah so, wyoming going to be in the thick of things in Mountain west yeah rice isn't very
0: good they did beat houston so they're not the worst team in college football baylor sucks i, I can't i can't defend anything that baylor no. is doing right now but uh no nah, i mean texas they haven't played the hardest schedule in college football but they, no they're
1: you know, not playing georgia and they're not playing Florida and Clemson and Notre Dame like every week. No.
0: Yeah, nobody either. has that
1: schedule this year.
0: They've played a hard enough schedule. Like yeah. they, they've beaten some good teams this year. So, um, yeah, I, I, I won't listen to the Texas hadn't played anybody and Oklahoma was the first team that they've played all year conversation. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, because
1: that's almost using the same thing where, we're, where the Texas kids are probably going, well, Oklahoma hasn't played anybody either. Yeah. That whole well, thing. O- that- OU has
0: now played somebody. Yeah, and they want. So give them their flowers, man. They deserve Absolutely. their love. They deserve their respect. They deserve the top five ranking that they've got. And we'll see if we get to see them again.
1: Get to take it away from them. you get you haven't everything that you're looking for is right in front of your face. Yep. What are you going to do about it? Are they just going to talk about it? Are they going to come out? I don't care if you're playing Houston. Are they going to care about playing Houston? Are they going to care about playing BYU? It all matters now. I mean, they're on—they're on high alert on everything that they do over there at the 40 acres. Now, when it comes to football, you have to be.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Can't take
1: anything. Can't take anything for granted. Any team for granted. Any practice for granted. Any read that you have to make—they're all on high alert. That's—that's that's what it is. If you want to be a champion. Now, if you want to—if you want to go ahead and win nine games and call it a season, that's okay too. And then you can go to the SEC and get smashed every week. But yeah. if you want to be a champion, leaving this conference. You have to do everything like a champion has to do from this point on.
0: Amen. Well said, coach. Well said. All right, before we uh, shift gears, we're going to have some fun. We got a couple of uh, pretty entertaining stories to get into. And I've got to tell the people about my least favorite profession in the world. And they're in the news for something. And I think it's a joke. But before we do that, and also before we get into old men selling D-pills to each other,
1: Oh no! Come we on. Talk man.
0: about some of our sponsors. How about Woods Comfort Systems, Buck? You've got yeah, that man. AC unit from Woods Comfort Systems, and you love it.
1: Yeah, and you know the weather is going to start changing here, and I'll let you know exactly when that's going to happen. BK will tell you December twenty-first. I'll let you know it could be the nineteenth, could be the twentieth, maybe not then. But I've got the folks over at Woods Comfort Center. You know they've been they've been out here, BK, to my home and got me. That's right, winterized. That's right. I got all the filters changed, Travis. Cool. The whole gang, Dave, they get out here, they're at my house a few minutes, they say, Buck, you know, this filter, it may look good to you, but it doesn't look good to the heating system. So get this thing changed, let's do that. They bring all the filters, they bring everything that you need. They also do plumbing now, which is cool. Yep. For them because they're, they're, they're one of the best when it comes to air conditioning and heating. For now, for them to get into the plumbing, uh, the, the, the plumbing business, they'll do as good a job plumbing as they do in the other uh, Feels that they're in i love those folks there i love i love dealing with the people i love to talk to the people at the office but the good thing about loving to do that i don't have to do it that often yeah that's the good part about it you don't have to make that call like every other month
0: yeah they're not going to upsell you and oh, be like, no. Oh, no you need to replace your filter every two weeks or anything like that no and these guys aren't fly by night either they've been around for 60 years there's nobody better at hvac and plumbing in central texas than woods comfort systems check them out online at woodscomfortsystems.com or give them a call 512-842-5066. shout out to them and shout hey, hey, out look,
1: to i got a shout out to my guy dr greg eckert got to talk to about talked about my dentist that's that? right i know
0: how could, how could he how you that? How about,
1: by the way how about you trying to read my handwriting the other day at the fairgrounds how did that work for you impossible yeah it is impossible but i tell you what's impossible if you don't get those chicklets the ones out there don't get the chiclets fixed And you've got the snaggle tooth like I used to have down here below. So I got these beautiful Denzel Washington veneers put in with just two visits with Dr. Eckert. You can get that done too, but how about dental implants? You want to turn a frown upside down in one day, let Dr. Eckert do that for you. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving him a call today at 512-345-3166 extractions, teeth cleaning, teeth whitening. He also does all of those things that, uh, all the regular dentists do, but he goes above and beyond when it comes to getting those veneers, getting you that smile. I know you like to take the selfies of yourself, you, the girls, the boys, the families. You get that big picture up there. You want to have a good-looking smile. Dr. Greg Eckert, he'll give that to you, and it won't take him a month. It'll just take him two visits, and you'll have the smile that you're looking for. I did, as a matter of fact. And if you're worried about, worried about the dentist, you're scared. You know, You don't want to get a big dog. You just want to go get your teeth fixed. How about IV sedation? BK. I know people that just have to get that, even to get their teeth clean. they're horrified of going to the dentist. Now, you're not going to be with Dr. Edgar because you're going to be in a waiting room for a couple minutes, and then you're going back. And then you and the doctor are going to talk about what you want to have done. But if you need IV sedation, he will do that for you. And if you got dental insurance, listen, you got to use it or you're going to lose it, and time is starting to get close right now. October is a good time to get that done because you know what late November and December is going to look like for people trying to get into the dentist, use their dental insurance. He takes most dental insurances. So find out if you're a candidate for Dr. Greg Eckert. He's taking new patients on all the time. And let me tell you how happy you're going to be. My teeth were so yellow and so terribly jacked up that I just did not have the confidence I wanted to have with my smile. I went to this guy, we sat down, we looked at shape, we looked at color of teeth, we got it done. I went for a trip to Alaska. I tried to get married on a trip to Juneau, Alaska with my lovely wife. And I had this smile. I had the smile that I wanted to have for those photos. And you can too. 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. He needs to be your dentist also.
0: How about this comment from MGK? Longhorns fell because Jeter wasn't at the fair. Oh, no, it's not Sarge's it fault. It's not yours fault. It ain't PK's fault. It's your fault, Buck. You didn't bring Jeets.
1: He doesn't do roadies, man. He's very shy around people. So you guys need to understand something. Jeets lives in a drawer up here in my office. He doesn't like road trips. He doesn't want me carting him all around, losing the car in the parking lot. What about if Jeter was stuck in the park? Oh, no, he would have been with me in the cooler. That's right. He would have been He drinking that ranch water, me and Jeter. By the way, that's yeah. not really ranch water, Bob.
0: It is ranch water. It's not really water, Buck. Everyone else in the world. Why knows do they what call it water, water
1: then? What is the deal with water? It sounds cool. Call it ranch alcohol then. <laughs> that or doesn't sound it- the
0: same. It doesn't
1: sell as well.
0: Really? Ranch alcohol. That's nah, ranch water, you know, and you get to feel good. You act like you're putting water into
1: your system when you I drink do, it. Do love the big hat people. They've got some amazing drinks too. Yeah. They Yum. Yeah. I saw you down in one. Or yeah. two at a sitting. During I mean, my goodness, dad. Yeah. Hey, back away from the table! Will
0: you? Come on, man! Shout out to them too. Shout out to our friends at Jack Allen's Kitchen as well. They also have Salt Traders Coastal Cooking. I Love mean, a buddy, one of my good friends is uh, having a kid. Well, I guess it's his wife who's having the kid, but he's he like, dude, he's like, dude, this is my last week of being a free man. So please let me, uh, let's go get dinner. I'm like, all right, Salt Traders, let's do it. So we're going there later this week. Love them. Nice. Love Jack Allen's too. Uh, Salt Traders, all about the seafood, man. The oysters, they're ridiculous. The shrimp, uh, they got everything, man. So many great dishes there at Salt Traders, plus a full bar, too. Uh, the great happy hour, all-day happy mm. hour on Monday. So, hey, Cowboys Chargers next Monday if you're looking for a place to watch and enjoy a great meal. Salt Traders Coastal Cooking, they've got you covered. And, of course, Jack Allen's. You, you know yeah, the I'm deal. You know about lunch, Jack
1: Allen's. going to have lunch with my buddy Steve Foster over at Jack Allen's tomorrow. Foss. Foss, that's right. Say hello, Foss. You're going to take him over to Jack Allen's and put a meal in him. You know, I like those man dates that I've been going on lately. You know what I mean? Take take Brock with me to – what was that? Where, where did we go? Papado. Papado. and now I'm taking Foss over to Jack Allen's for a meal. I'm a man dater. That's what's going on. No, I'm not a transgender. I'm a man, just, man dater. Well, you're I not take a transgender. You're just gay. I <laughs> just – I just take men on. I take men for lunch. Well, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, is there? Well, you're married. Well, I can still take a man out to lunch. A friend, a friend, man date, right? You can just call them
0: lunches. You don't have to call them dates. Now I'm thinking you're doing something else with those guys. Oh gee, I, I don't know never. if Foss is going to join you for that lunch anymore. Crazy. He's to take them Crazy. home
1: afterwards. Man, sorry about that. All man servants out there didn't want to. <laughs> interrupt you guys out there flying. No, male you, flight
0: attendants gay now?
1: What? They're not. They're just manservants. That's all. You can be a manservant on a plane. They had to make a living too. By the way, you haven't come up with anything new on planes. What the hell's going on in this world?
0: Well, I've got a Florida man story for you. How's that? Yeah, that's even. That's just as good. Yeah, this is uh, this is a feel good Florida okay. man story, and this From one involves Florida? the this one involves the olds. Okay, good. So you might like this one. Reginald Odell, well, that Odell. Guy sounds Odell. That guy sounds old, doesn't he? Yes. It's a 77-year-old guy who lived at a retirement community in Florida. Well, he is facing a hard time because he allegedly has been buying erectile dysfunction drugs without a prescription to peddle to his fellow seniors inside the retirement community. And what's wrong with that? Have you done this before? I'm, no, but I'm just saying,
1: what's wrong with that?
0: You have experience in getting illegal ED pills and handing them out to your friends by chance?
1: Let's just say, what happened to Reginald?
0: <laughs> Odell,
1: what happened to Odell?
0: Well, this guy received more than $1,800 worth of misbranded ED drugs that he bought without authorization from a physician, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Florida and officials say he had planned to redistribute the drugs to others locally and outside the state of Florida. So he wasn't just hoping Uh-oh. to spread these around to his retirement home. He was trying to sell these D-pills and make a living as well. Uh, they were found lines. during a – Yeah, well, this guy, I mean, he's in a community with almost 80,000 residents at just a ginormous retirement village. Out there in Florida, you know they've got a few of those out Why there. Why are they
1: doing that to the poor guy? He's looking, he's, you know, he's not looking for any hard times, if you know what I mean. I mean, he's uh, trying to share the
0: wealth. He might be facing a stiff sentence oh, of a year, yes. a year wow. behind bars, and maybe a fine wow. up to ten thousand uh, dollars if he's convicted. Now, this he's is not the first time this guy. Let me pull up a picture of uh, our boy Odell. Odell,
1: come on, Odell.
0: So you can see this guy. And this mugshot is hilarious, dude. Like, you know, normally in a mugshot, you think somebody to be upset. Like, oh, I might be going dude, to jail. I'm in trouble. Now, this guy, hell, he's probably been his biggest customer using up these pills. There's a look. What's up, Odell? He's Reginald got that. Reginald Odell
1: Kinsler. He's got veneers. Look at that. He can yeah, afford he's, it doctor, doctor. Yeah, he's Yeah, he's seen doctor. Look at it. Plus, he's been, yeah. You've been using up all the product, that's why you had that big smile on your face. So, there, Odell. Yep,
0: yeah. well, this guy is um, this guy, this is not the first time this guy's been popped for dealing drugs. In 2020, oh, okay. he was arrested for possession of several drugs, including marijuana, MDMA, and more.
1: Got any shrooms with you there,
0: Odell? Yeah, actually, shrooms is on here too. Wow, He's found guilty, given three years probation for that. So, this dude was in possession no word on if he was like selling weed or acid to the other old folks in his community but he got popped a few years ago and got hit with probation and he's like well i'll switch i'll switch from uh you know the non-prescription drugs to some of the prescription drugs i'll just get him without a prescription
1: learn a little bit more about the penal code The, the who now The penal code
0: oh he knows about the penal code Oh, he does. he's he's been uh he's been enforcing the penal code he's been giving <laughs> it to everybody and he's uh hooking people up so yeah this community has been famous there've been all sorts of rumors about swingers and public sex and stds for years around this place and uh, our guy Reginald Odell Kinzer i guess is contributing by distributing these pills
1: i mean people just want to have a little fun
0: what do Yeah. I mean- could deal what's what's wrong with dealing drugs without a prescription
1: we've got people throwing fries and shooting guns at people that guy's just trying to make people happy
0: yeah yeah and, you know and, his, and his
1: bank account these people are about to die you know they want to enjoy life for a little bit in their uh, remaining years right hey before i die i'd like to have some good wood too you know what i'm Come saying on. i well, may you call, gotta hit up reginald i may call odell <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Now that I hear mess. Odell, I'm not going to think about Beckham anymore. I'm going to think about oh, this, no. this guy. Oh, no.
1: This guy is something. He's so got a on. big old smile on his
0: face. Oh, yeah. That mug was happy in that mug shot. You it? know who's
1: not happy, BK? Odell is smiling. But the girl who wore the prophylactic on the plane, she's not smiling. She's an ingrate. grade That's what she is. A that what? woman is an ingrate. grade Odell is something, somebody who's trying to make others happy around him. What was and that?
0: What is she an N? What?
1: She's an N grade. She doesn't appreciate anything. I don't she know what that word. Being is. on that plane, she doesn't appreciate. No. Which one? The condom girl? Yeah, condom girl. Odell is smiling and happy. Why isn't condom girl? She should be happy. She's not. Let's
0: see. Call me a bitch again. <laughs> call me a bitch again.
1: Yeah, you guys did nothing wrong. I said you up. No, you shut the <laughs> up. You shut the <laughs> up, up in here. Bye. Goodbye. You shut. Film me, me. me. I'm Instagram famous. Bum, for- <laughs> you bum is the best hey you bum i'm to wearing wear a condom but you're a bum i'm really?
0: instagram famous you oh. effing bum
1: <laughs> that's the best she's the best oh i dislike her so much <laughs> but the fact that she had the nerve to wear a condom a bodywear that's an entire condom i don't know how she pulled it off but she did and I know a bunch of our viewers think she's incredible. She's a bum.
0: Yeah. No, you're the bum because you're not Instagram <laughs> famous. She oh, right. is IG famous. All right. She's an influencer. She needs to meet my friend Odell. Oh, you That's think incredible. those two would have a good time together? Oh, yeah. You think course, she's into the sure. older
1: guys? What do we got, a De Niro Pacino situation here? Absolutely. That is great. Uh, that is the greatest playing thing. That's better than the one where they're shitting all over the plane. Well, uh, yeah, anything is better.
0: better than someone shitting on a plane. The mad shitter.
1: You and that plane has not been in use ever since. That thing is still in storage. They didn't roll that plane back out. I need to tell you that. Brother. That thing is in the that thing's in the Delta Hall of Fame of planes <laughs> somewhere. <else. laughs>
0: they should put that in Canton or Cooperstown or something. Absolutely.
1: They don't put that back in service. That one goes that goes with the Wright brothers. That's that's in Carolina somewhere. Oh, with Orville and Redenbacher. Oh, yeah, Orville and Redenbacher. That's what those two are. Right, brothers. Oh my goodness. That is too much. Oh,
0: uh, dude. Hold on here. You just brushed over. When I asked you about, you know, D pills and getting right. them illegally and distributing them to your friends. You made it sound like you've got a little history or something. No,
1: dude. I am I'm still I'm still what I need to be at my age. Yep. And anybody else's age. I haven't I seen you it. in a Cialis bathtub yet. No, dude, it's not, it's. I'm okay. I'm okay. Hell, I don't need a pill. I just need to look, and I'm ready. You know what I mean? Mm. I get the certain wink, wink. I don't need a pill. What are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell is Bruce. that? I don't need that. Hey, remind I, me
0: I, to never. Remind take, me to never look at you again, dude. Yeah,
1: I take 81 milligrams of baby aspirin. That's all I need right there. Ugh. That clears up my, my blood flow gets cleared up every morning before I come on this show with 81 milligrams of baby aspirin. I don't need anything else in there. I don't need anything else clogging the machine. That's right. The machine. Did you hear that? Don't clog the machine. What are you, James
0: Brown sex machine? Is that what you're doing here? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You kidding me? My God. Odell is the sex machine. This oh. guy's flinging D-pills everywhere. That guy.
1: Odell, Odell snuck over to Dr. Eckert and stole teeth. That's what he did. Because yeah. You know that dude's teeth. If he didn't have the money from those pills that he's been hijacking, he wouldn't have chiclets like that. That stuff would be all rotted out from all the other mushrooms and cocaine and meth that he's been taking. His mouth would look horrifying probably.
0: That guy's stealing teeth and stealing virginities, too, it sounds like.
1: <laughs> oh, my god!
0: Although, he's, he's in a retirement community, so he's probably not stealing those. He's, Dude,
1: you know, they need to have fun, too. More power to them. Enjoy it on the way out. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Enjoy
1: it on the way out. Just get it while you can. I got no problem with it. No. All right.
0: Before we get out of here, some love to Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. If you need tools for any job that you need done at home or work, Hey, O'Dell
1: knows about tools.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. He uses this <laughs> a lot. That's for damn sure. And last stand hats as well. Shout out to them. We're working on a merch store. I'm, I'm not lying to you guys. We're uh, I'm going to call Murph today, see where we're at with that. But trying to get some last stand hats to you people out there. But, yeah, the hat the buck is wearing. The TSU hat. That is a last stand hat. I'm trying to get y'all a few of those as well. But that's going to do it. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. If you haven't liked the video yet, please like this video. And, of course, don't stop tuning in because coming up right now, a little chaos theory. You know, I see Wags in here. Wags in there. I was a little worried after what happened to his Orioles last week. I didn't want to show up today. That he was not going to show up today, but there he is.
1: I'm proud of you, Wags. I am so proud of you. You know, your team was one of the best teams in baseball. You know, and Mines was not. You know See, why? don't even do it. This is why we lost. You brought this little shithead out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Don't blame, don't blame it on the captain. That's a bunch of bull crap. You cannot blame. Hey, listen, Sark. Captain picked him to lose last night, too, by the way. Listen, to Sark, run that same play over again. You guys, you know you had a great year. You had a great season. Run that play over and over and over until it gets into the end zone. The See, Wax, play. you
0: Wags, you need a Cal Ripken figurine. Oh, yeah, I can look, pull. oh look at this guy!
1: Oh, this oh. Um, <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm not. You know what? I'm not doing this. Oh show no, today. no! I this... was gonna come in. I was gonna have a great day today. Everybody was gonna be in this guy. This guy, and, and he's he says he's a friend, right? He's, he's he <laughs> sets me up with this text message last night. He's just like, "Hey, man, I love you, bro. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, you want to get breakfast tomorrow, man? Oh, All that's I'm such a setup on me." And then he's just like, "By the way, I'll treat you to the loss again, dude. It's gonna be okay." <laughs> wow, you need to talk to Odell. Odell will hook you up, put a smile on your face. That's right. right I gotta go. I I'm busy. Jeez, and I shut the laptop. Buck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, see you guys.